0: Hey, you okay? some damn enchiladas. Oh. You gonna be all right? <coughs>
1: Hello everyone, welcome to a super duper king-size, and when you find out who's on the show, you'll understand why I said king-size, 50th episode of It's Dem Dem Enchiladas, the podcast, where shenanigans, hijinks, surrounding horror movies, video games, television, comic books, beer, come early, come often, I am Carlos, I, Rivera, as always, Mr. Adam R. Griffin, follow us on the red-hot Twitter machine, handles in the show notes. And the show at It's Them Damn. And on Instagram
2: at It's Them Damn Inchalada's Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the 50th episode of our lovely podcast. 50
0: episodes of the greatest Tom and hijinks and shenanigans. On the internet, hosted by two dudes named Griff and Los.
2: We got guests. I mean, in the sense that they're on our show. Or, like, house guests? Well, not
0: house guests, because we're in different spots, but, like, audio guests on the show.
1: I don't know, because the video coming from your side of the God street damn like, it. makes me think that we're in the same house right now. That's how super- Sacrifice
0: my laptop for this shit.
2: Well, <laughs> the think you have to sacrifice. First off, we do have Mr. Doctor Coach and Willzak.
3: What's up, guys? I apologize um to your listeners for what's going to happen over the next couple of hours talking about this and i'll also say that i wake up every day now with like anticipation about the trials of griff's laptop <laughs> 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 like, i i really need to take like a twitter break but i can't bring myself to do it because it's like i got to see what's happening with his with his goddamn laptop <laughs> wins this and like he gets it going and then it's like oh blue screen of death like oh so close (laughs) so close the princess is in another castle what's up guys
0: (laughs) the princess now lives at (laughs) dell.com that's your update for the day
3: thank you for the update uh (laughs) It sounds so angry about it. I don't want to. I don't want any questions. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dell though. Dell wants to sponsor the show. It sounds like there's some, there someone that can definitely use a
0: PC to uh, demo for you guys.
3: Well,
1: I'll, I'll tell you
0: the updates later.
1: Oh, we're gonna get to it. Don't you <laughs> worry. And also, the reason why this episode is a king size episode, Mister Rob Christie.
2: We got big
4: meat back here. Hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: Anybody who watches uh, up, up, down, down will get that. With us. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah, got it. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, I'm Robert Christie, or Robert W. Christie the Third, if you prefer, or uh, if you prefer, good Chop. That's me.
0: Can we call you Thirds? <laughs> you can.
1: I don't think anyone is.
4: It would be the first. Third. You are correct. It would be the first time anyone ever did that. But. <laughs> If you got to do it,
0: you know,
1: that's what you no,
4: get. No, no,
0: I'll keep that in mind.
1: The thirds. The thirds. Not a third, but the thirds.
4: And uh, might I throw in real quick, congratulations on episode 50. I think hey. that's actually pretty damn
3: cool. Oh, you're, you're a fucking Rob, suck up. I love it. Rob congratulates you guys. I apologize to the to the. <laughs> <issues>. <laughs> well, you got you to balance it out. It's a great dynamic that we, you know. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You.
0: Apology for the congratulations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when this comes out, everyone, this will be a special 50th Halloween episode. Um, so you should, should be listening to it on Halloween, which is the greatest holiday of the year. Um, it's also an, another special day in someone's life that's on our panel today. Uh, Dr. Mr., would you like to say uh something to your little
3: one, if we could please back for her in the future, yeah. my daughter will be seven on Halloween and will absolutely not be listening to this. Show. <laughs> come, on. <laughs> come on come on, come on, no, no, we tried uh we tried the haunted mansion with Eddie Murphy today, and i I left the room to make dinner and I came back, and both of my kids were like huddled up, <laughs> and, <laughs> oh no and, and, like i i never seen it before but i figured like this is a disney plus thing This can't be this can't be bad um but apparently it was it was pretty bad and uh yeah we had we went to halloween city today too and uh my two-year-old did not appreciate that one bit and so uh yeah i guess if if she ever listens to this um i'm sorry sweetheart <laughs> You as well. The apology that went to the, the general audience goes double to you.
4: This is the 50th episode and also the is Sorry" episode.
3: Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's good that she has this though, because like everything else I do online is very serious, and then <laughs> you guys unfortunately get the rest. <laughs> You gotta balance it out. You got apologies followed by congratulations. Followed by apologies. Followed followed by by apologies.
0: apologies. So so let's
3: let's give ourselves something to apologize for, right? So, (laughs) what what's on? What do you guys have on tap tonight? What what uh, a brilliant idea! For an episode. <laughs> did you what, did you put together what what did somebody suggest we uh, schedule
0: to talk about <laughs> for this episode? What did somebody say we should do this, and then we all just kind of said, "Well, okay." Uh-huh. And well, then um and then the time um, and no, then it. life happened, and then it was like, "Oh, now we're here," and uh, we should talk about. I don't know. Let's talk about um uh, the thing that pisses me off the most about what we should talk about. Uh, Let's talk about uh, Halloween Havoc 1995.
3: (laughs) Wow, right into it. Let's just get Uh, this out of the way. Out of the way? This is like the main course first. (laughs)
0: Let me (laughs) tell you. Wow. (laughs) Growing up, okay, you had to get, like, we're old, so you had to get the pay-per-views and such from uh, the video store when they they had the VHSs and whatnot. So you might have had your Arrows video store. Your Arrows becomes your blockbuster. Uh, a tape from the blockbuster days was uh, Halloween Havoc 1989. That was a good year. Then got Halloween Havoc 1990. Uh, Then they started moving into the WCW times. And things are good for about 93, 94. And then (laughs) something happened. A blight upon the wrestling industry descended (laughs) (laughs) onto world championship wrestling. And it's man that I hate <laughs> with a lot of my heart for the things he did in the year of 2009 because he was t- caught on tape saying racist slurs. He was caught on tape doing a lot of stuff. Doing
3: lots of things. <laughs> things that no uh, oh, little why children do you have that he painted to. I just want people to be aware and when uh, my 7 year old listens to this I want her to be aware too they, obviously they, they sold this man's shenanigans
0: to little children's for a decade and he ruined the company his they're, gimmick they're name oh, his gimmick name is Hulk Hogan and I hate that motherfucker oh, I,
1: thought, I thought we were talking about Johnny B. Bad for a second Oh. <laughs>
4: Uh, i have to interject something real quick have sure. you ever listened to the lyrics of johnny b bad's theme <sighs> the fact that you know his theme is <laughs> so disturbing look there's a line in it that says and i quote he looks just like little richard yep that's a thing that is in that song and i noticed it when yep. i rewatched this for this episode
0: was that one of those jimmy hart specials
3: yeah probably that <laughs> well, probably was you should listen to the uh, pay closer attention to the Steiner brothers when you get a chance because, like the the, I think the second or third lyric is about how they are, they're drug free. <laughs> <laughs> oh no!
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> which is might have been there. Are we considering when? Yeah, when the song was written. <laughs> Although, given you know, how Scott always looked,
4: At
3: what point in Scott Steiner's life? <laughs> was, uh, he, he, might free, you
5: know?
1: yeah. he might have been a drug, you know. Yeah, he might have been free of a drug. A drug. Like he, he wasn't, stayed off that
4: caffeine, not he that Steiner brother. He wasn't he smoking was... opium, you know. <laughs> that we know of.
0: He definitely was <laughs> not Prime. smoking
4: opium. Yeah, so definitely not. Was definitely know, not
0: opium- smoking it.
1: Opium free. Like,
0: but, but he might have <laughs> figured out what to do with it if
3: G- hmm. given the opportunity. <laughs> There's a hundred and twenty-eight and two-thirds percent chance. didn't <laughs> you know what to do with it. I mean, this you is know, he have to with an apology because nobody's going to understand what the fuck is happening in this one. Uh,
0: so how are we having nineteen ninety-five? Why, why, why did you did you settle on this one?
3: All right, well, a couple of the reasons. Um. I didn't want us to watch something good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, knowing, and also, also I want to say, um, I suggested two things for this, for this show thinking like we could have like, uh, we've all been watching wrestling or been wrestling fans for a long time. We have what, like a hundred over a hundred years of wrestling <laughs> fandom between the four of us, which is depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah I don't know what you talking or, about or we kind of like dorked out about like something really cool which is the other half and Griff was like let's do both <laughs> so it's just you, like, again you gotta cover all your bases you have to yeah.
0: apologize you have to congratulate people you gotta got, we got you to do to the work. serious stuff and then you gotta just go ape shit crazy with all who knows so, what the I, fuck we're talking about so and did, then you gotta
3: do this yeah so i didn't want you guys to watch something good um on the nice. wrestling side so th- so it had to be halloween havoc right because what with jb and halloween and all uh and so the choices were 95 or uh what i will suggest for next year's halloween episode which is halloween havoc 1998 <laughs> which oh. i am i am uh at the build-up to i've been re-watching every episode of nitro and thunder and paper wcw pay-per-view uh for its entire run um kind of making my way through it piecemeal i just got to october 98 and uh we don't I, i don't i try not to speak ill of the dead but jesus christ the ultimate warrior is so bad Oh, so so, uh, gird your loins, boys, because that's what you're watching next year. Rob looks uh, so. Rob is not happy, and understandably uh, so, because uh, the Ultimate Warrior uh, is, when he's um, allowed to write his own stuff and decides oh. to be super serious about it. Is unwatchable. Yes, so, and unreadable. But that's another, <laughs> it, that's another yeah. thing for another time. So but ninety-five makes sense for this show too, besides like the Halloween Havoc thing, because like Griff said, Hulk Hogan was this like pop culture eighties icon, right? And this pay-per-view is the end of that uh character, right? Yep. Because what 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 makes wrestling different from other stuff is that and we know because they've tried to have other people play different characters before, it's always one guy with the gimmick, and uh 95 uh this was i think the last really insane (laughs) hulk hogan thing uh with that that character kind of uh uh in continuity from whenever he debuted in the wwf um it has a probably it had to have cost at least a million dollars for this stunt right yeah um
2: Machine versus
3: machine. Yeah. Where they put, I mean, we'll get into it, but uh, putting monster trucks on top of Kobo Hall. Like, I have to imagine the insurance policy alone. (laughs) Oh, God. That whoever owned Kobo took out for this or made WCW take out for this had to have been, like, through the roof. Whatever whatever insurance agent uh, booked that for them probably retired. Yeah. So do we do we want to just kind of
4: quickly step through the entire card? Yeah, we it's not all bad.
3: No, there's awesome stuff here too. And that's that's the other part. This this is the end of that era of WCW and then it it gets really good. And I would say the stretch where it's even parts of this stuff, um, which I I think are people generally treat as as unwatchable, I think that's really unfair. Um definitely ninety six through ninety eight. Like you're not gonna find a better two and a half year stretch of, of wrestling anywhere.
4: I right. looked at that '98 card, and I might have to dispute some of that.
3: Not all, not strongly, so, but so. So by so, summer, by summer '98, it's bad. Right. Yeah. that That's when DDP yeah. is is, and I don't mean to speak ill of DDP. You better watch your mouth <laughs> before you go any further.
1: Well,
4: <laughs> but,
3: I was going to talk about.
1: I was just
4: gonna mention Page on this card is like when he was fat scumbag Page.
1: Yeah, which is
3: exactly decent. what he is at this point. At that. Point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is which is decent, right? It's <laughs> a character. Uh, it's not. <sighs> it's like that. That obviously wasn't a gimmick that was gonna uh, make anybody any money in the in the late nineties. So it, it probably worked out better for him that uh, he left because um, there would have been no way. Right. Um, that that would have worked out. It's it's honestly kind of amazing that it worked out as long as it did. Um, but then you get some like some goofy, Dungeon of Doom stuff, right? Yeah, and this is this is the beginning of the end for them too, because I mean anything,
0: any, and this is again why you know the hatred for Hogan is so strong. Anything that intersects with Hogan, especially in this time period, just <laughs> gets bad. dragged down. Mm-hmm. The big match with Flair when he comes over, it, it knocks Dang. Flair off course for at least a couple of years until until this until, until, until
3: this pay-per-view, yeah, because it's a Sting angle because that's that's an awesome angle. That's yeah, that's incredible. Yep, um, and that's another reason like why we, I wanted to talk about this because we need to like rave about Brian Pillman. Yeah, that's, like yeah. one of the most oh, underrated yeah. guys ever. Pillman so, is so so good. Yeah, so we can I guess
0: we can just run through and get to the
3: good stuff.
5: Yeah.
4: But yeah, so this opened with uh, DDP versus Johnny B. Bad for the TV title. They had a for some, I don't know why they did this angle, but Paige had like ruined uh, Johnny B. Bad's chance at the US title for reasons unknown, and uh, yeah. Johnny B. Bad found out because you know Max Muscle was dumb as fuck,
3: <laughs>
4: and uh, then they had a match at Pay Per View.
3: Yep, and it was like a totally okay.
4: Yeah,
3: it was that match was fine. There yeah, was, totally fine. Yep. Remember uh, there was a fake Johnny V bad. Yeah. Yeah, he
1: did the the oh, I don't that's know who the hell yeah. was doing
4: that, but he did the he did the entrance where he came Joey to
1: Joey Mags. Uh, <laughs> Joey <it>? Mags. Yep. <laughs> you're you're not gonna start you're not gonna start talking about a DDP match without me knowing what's going on, right?
3: <laughs> Shout out to Joey Mags. I hope you're doing okay. <laughs> I hope you're
1: all uh Yeah. God, he is. But anyway, yep. So, because that's what he went. He did the uh, he did the entrance, and then uh, Johnny V. Back, you know, got a uh, DP from behind.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: I remember being very
4: confused by that entrance because Paige had Johnny V. Bat He had the Bad Blaster, and he used it. I was like, that wasn't part of his gimmick. What the fuck is he? Oh, he stole it. <laughs> and then he um, lost the TV title. Yeah. And, Kimber- and Kimberly was basically like give a shit yeah am i here
3: which is Uh, like they tried they did that with her several times yeah right because he also lost her to uh somebody who is in our next match in a previous or no i said in a future incarnation yes
2: wait they did
4: that
3: oh yeah yep yep. so yeah because it's in it's at the next pay-per-view right uh if I really hated you guys, we we would have watched the the alliance to end Hulkmania. Oh, we should
4: do that for an episode. That, that could we be Christmas.
3: Should. Oh, oh. oh no! <laughs> so give, yeah. the gift that keeps on
2: giving.
3: Oh, oh Rob, I
0: think <laughs> Rob, we didn't tell you, but uh, we we didn't, no, we'll tell you later. We'll tell you later. Oh, we'll tell
2: but, you later. He doesn't, he, doesn't know, he doesn't know yet.
0: You don't have to know now, okay. but you will know uh, later.
1: <laughs> I'm not concerned about that at all. And get them from visual
4: effects that no one will ever see.
1: You probably should, but... Should be concerned. Oh, yeah.
4: Uh, In that case, let's go on to the second match, (laughs) which is Randy Savage, God rest his soul, versus the Zodiac, big booty, barber, whatever the (laughs) they had that guy do. But
2: Zodiac was...
4: (laughs) Zodiac was like a 12-year-old's attempt to write stuff that's deliberately weird.
3: Uh, yep. It's yeah. So you can't even you can barely even call it a match, right? Nah, it's, now,
4: that Sandwich wins that in like forty five seconds or some shit, doesn't he? It?
1: Yeah. It's
3: oh not- yeah. but look, do we remember why? <laughs> we're gonna go into the history of this guys. Come on. The bad, maybe <laughs> know, this, I mean,
1: We're gonna go into this.
3: That I match. Had this match really- on in the background twenty, what like an hour ago. Yeah. And it was like a blink and it's over. I did yep. hear them talking about how it was supposed to originally be Kamala in the match. Correct. Kamala. Kamala was uh, too afraid, Bobby Heenan said, and the Taskmaster beat him up. <laughs> so he
4: qu- so he must have quit right before. Yeah, Kamala, gonna-
1: Kamala left. Kamala uh, left yeah.
4: Right yeah.
0: before.
4: So that's, and that sets up a later match, which we'll talk about when we get yep. to the other thing that sets up that later match, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, cause- and then we
4: had, God, half this goddamn card is dead.
2: Yeah. That's actually Halloween.
4: really damn...
1: That's really depressing. <laughs> well, this is a dark episode. Yeah, yeah. It is the haunted yep. episode. Happy Halloween, fuckers. <laughs> also, whoever I
4: interrupted who was about to say something else about Savage and Zodiac, my bad. Uh.
5: No.
4: No? Okay. Then let's move on to Road Warrior Hawk versus Kurosawa. I don't know who the fuck Kurosawa
3: is i don't think kurosawa was anybody but i think carlos oh. probably is but he's bad right like he was the heel yeah he Rob with a man kurosawa.
4: like that you know so uh,
0: he's probably a holdover from the relationship with uh new japan, new japan. yeah
5: because they yeah. were really they were still going
0: had, back uh, and forth
4: he had rob parker as his manager and if i remember right kurosawa actually wins this match because he like rolls Hawk up and pulls the tights, or something like that.
1: uh, he did win yeah, yeah.
5: He, I, also, he, know, he, he also knows. had
1: uh he also had Colonel Parker as his manager Mhm, mhm, I remember Just, I thought it was weird, but you know i don't I don't fucking book this shit, so <laughs>
4: <laughs> is there really anything to talk about with that match besides yeah. seeing Hawk as a singles wrestler ever? Not really. Yeah, yeah no.
1: I mean, so, like, I'm, I want to. This is my turn to apologize now. If you guys hear a little anger in my voice, it's because I did have to sit through this pay per view one more time. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I watch it too. So you I am solid dedicated. There. <laughs> I am dedicated to this podcast and the betterment of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you now that
0: you know oh, what we have to watch
4: this Christmas. I mean. Let no, me tell I'm you,
3: <laughs> you Let guys,
0: R- R- Rob, you have no idea what's in store for you. Oh,
5: oh yeah.
3: Yeah, I can tell. It. I can tell you guys have been. Uh, uh, what's the word? Not isolated. You've been away from uh, the joyless, cynical uh, hellscape of WWE. <laughs> if you think that like Halloween Havoc 1995 is a breath of fresh air compared yeah. to anything that's you happening. No, I watched Hell in a Cell
4: tonight, in the and Night. I still cannot disagree with what Ange just said.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah.
1: And and there, i, I do not most of not
2: that car. Watching
1: wrestling, guys, remember this. <laughs> I still, you guys, still torture yourselves.
3: I, I gave up. I'm. I guess I am watching Nitro and Thunder in, in chronological order. But
4: well, now I'm going to have to start
3: watching. It's it it's so, so good. It's so good. Compared to compared to what's set. on now, it's it's, it's, yeah. it's
2: yeah. But uh, all right, uh, uh, we, we got on? A...
0: Sabu. Sorry. Yeah. Sabu versus Mr. JL, a.k.a. Jerry Lynn, on our
4: match. Now, I have to point one thing out really quickly. Not just Sabu, Sabu with the original Chief. The original
1: yeah. Yep. Which was the coolest thing. Is
4: visibly limping his way mm-hmm. down to the ring and using a sword as a cane. Because fuck a cane. I'm going to use a yeah. goddamn sword. Yeah. <laughs> right? That match was. Who? uh, Was JL, Jerry Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that would explain why the match was actually, you know, pretty good. I'm not hating on Sabu, but good Christ, everything I watched that man do made me hurt.
3: Yeah, and he is, like, comparing him to other ECW guys that WCW got in the mid-90s, all those guys tone it down sabu Sabu
4: i think that's that's why he lasted like three matches and
3: then they were like no this is not (laughs) gonna work out (laughs) yeah i think it was like a power play on sabu's part honestly to like i think there was some ecw stuff like he was just trying to get
4: more money out of Haman. it was
3: like a yeah i i don't know um there's a really great uh, podcast about like wrestling history, but each episode is like six hours long and oh, I have gosh. I do not have the patience.
1: You don't have it in me to <laughs> You sit barely have like six minutes of free time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but but, but yeah, part... that match
4: that match <laughs> was fine. I'd yep. like to discuss something completely inexplicable to me that happens at the end of that match. And I'm sure that everyone who has seen that has an idea of what I'm talking about. If not, I'll be more than happy to mention it.
0: Why don't you you uh, go in on it, and we'll, we will comment right. as necessary. The
4: original Sheik fireballs. Jail.
0: Yes. Uh-huh.
4: Now, I understand this is the original Sheik, and he was crazy and whatnot. But why? <laughs> why did that happen? And it looks it looks terrible too when they show it on slow mo because it's like here's here's the Sheik's fireball it's gone about this far away
0: from Jerry Lynn's face.
4: Which is probably good since he was masked and I don't know what direct contact with fire might have done to the man.
3: <laughs> yeah. That mask could have just melted to his face. Yeah. Yeah, he would have just looked like that forever. Oh,
4: but yeah, that was, that was another match that was, that was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It was Sabu and it was Jerry Lynn trying to not get murdered by
3: Sabu. Yeah, and it's part of like uh, a tradition that WCW starts here of, like, random dudes are here. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, sure, it's, like, it could be dangerous. It could be a major <laughs> Styles clash. It doesn't matter. It's you yeah, It's right. gonna be four minutes to kill.
4: <laughs> I, I do sort of wonder why you wouldn't maybe with that and have the television title match in this spot. But, you know what? I don't know shit about booking.
1: Well, <laughs> the last thing you want is, uh, some kid watching a fireball go at the first match, and then <laughs>
3: parents are like, oh, yeah. this is yeah. just, grr, sh- Shut the show off. Yeah, and, and, and having go. having Johnny B. Bad follow Sabu. <laughs> yeah, is, is a little not not good. A little weird. A little yeah. bit of a letdown,
4: I
0: guess. Total
3: total shift. But, then, uh, but then at the same time, like given what's coming up on this show, <laughs> um, but it like the Eric Bischoff booking philosophy was give every give. Uh, make sure there's something for everybody, right? Spoiler alert, there's an actual murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other reason why we got to do this, is we yes. learned that Hulk Hogan is a gigantic <laughs> coward.
4: A gigantic coward and an actual killer of human yep. beings. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of killers, the next match... Oh,
0: no. Oh, no, 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 that's not
4: what I'm oh, oh. <laughs> yes, oh.
1: That's rough, man. Speaking of killers, our next match uh, involves... No. No, I was, you, I was
4: talking it. about Mang and how much of a badass that
1: dude is did I realized I was also was about to say yeah. Lex
4: Luger. Yeah.
1: Fuck. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Chris Benoit match.
4: Uh, <laughs> no, that's on the pre-show. That, that's not on the card.
5: That's, uh, I
4: noticed that too and I was like, ooh, I'm glad that's not actually... It's not on the pay-per-view on the network
5: either. Yeah. Who, do,
4: who,
3: do you, who do you fight in the pre-show?
1: Oh, no, it's uh, the tag team match. It was uh, Benoit Malenko versus the Blue Bloods.
3: Uh, yeah, steam Too bad so because they, yeah, match, they must have just sure jumped was, from ECW too.
4: Yeah, I'm sure that match was fucking fantastic
3: because they were they were all like 75. So they were they were in the the triple threat in ECW. Yeah. Like yeah, unbelievably yeah, that's right. good. Yep.
4: But uh anyway, Lex Luger versus Ming. This is the other half of the setup match I talked about earlier. Yeah. Let's let's Talk about it. Ming kind of kicks the shit out of Luger for a lot of
3: this match. Yep. Yeah, and this is uh, probably the most interesting Lex Luger ever was in his career. <laughs> yep. It really right? was um, like, like is he mad? Heel. Is he not? We don't know. Uh, so the Nitro following this, he turns heel, um, and attacks attacks Hogan. And the Nitro before this is when Hogan <clears throat> gives uh, a promo that that people. I think at the time probably thought was like a precursor to the NWO stuff that came cuz he comes out in all black he he rant um how Sting and Savage and Luger uh think that they're going to like be in the title hunt but they need to step off because it's Hulk Hogan and it's his world and they're uh they're just lucky to be there um and it's like him and him and Mean Gene who is the best and that's another reason to watch all this God. stuff is that Gene Okerlund is a goddamn treasure. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scheme Gene was really really good at what he did. So fucking good. Um, but that's, like we like taking the the totality of WCW clearly they had no idea that the NWO was happening. Right. Uh, they did all this like weird dark side Hulkamania shit. Um. So, like, but yeah, then Luger turns heel the following night, attacks Hogan, uh, kind of, sort of joins the Dungeon of Doom, um, but it's it's the the most entertaining Lex Luger is ever in his entire career. He's yeah. like super vain, shady <laughs> heel. He's still friends with Sting, right? He's right. He's a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> no. a sh- <laughs> ever,
5: okay,
4: just, we can't talk about that yet. I guess my bad. I, that's that's just, later. Just let me. Oh boy. <laughs> I actually liked the narcissist character, but that didn't exist at this point in time. So, no, that
3: was yeah, that was before. This. That was before. That, that was
4: when he was in. Now uh, that was before he turned face in the WWF too. So yeah, yeah, that was that a was, long time ago. Fuck.
3: That was ninety. That, was, that would that have been two years. 93 uh, If
4: I were I recall correctly, that was when he uh, actually no, he always used the goddamn the running forearm steel yep. plate. Yeah. Got a steel plate in that arm, Tony. Yep. Oh, man, I forgot Bobby Heenan's dead, too. Fuck.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's rough.
0: Damn. That's right. So, yeah, yeah. Lex Luger beats Ming by disqualification.
4: Yeah. And Ming Uh, gets pissed off at the Taskmaster because Sullivan the whole time, like, he's had the chance to kick the shit out of Luger on the outside of the ring, and he's not doing it. Yep. Yeah. So just lending more adding more fuel to the has like slugger turned on us all. Fire. Yep. hmm Uh next, oh, next, next we have just a, a gem. An absolute gem of a, a match. Gem. A gem. Featuring Arn Anderson and Brian oh. Pillman. And versus Ric Flair
3: and Sting. That suck of Sting. This is <laughs> so, so good. St- this is so this is great. And like I said a minute ago, Brian Pillman, uh, man, I mean Rob has mentioned it several times that there are a lot of people who have passed away on, on this card, and when you when you go through old wrestling shows in general, uh, this, yeah, that's a that's a topic for another day, but yeah. oh my God, Brian was amazing, uh, and we were we were robbed of just <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean when he when he goes to WWF in ninety six, like he was so out of place there. And you could tell like, right. this guy is like forty years ahead of his time already. It's like it's, and yeah, it's he could, so maddening.
0: Yeah, he could he could never he never had the time to become what he could have been. Yep. You know, I mean it was it was injuries mm-hmm. or just, just bad timing in general. And and yeah. you know this, everything going on in the wrestling business back to, back then was so fucked anyway. Yep. Just damn, just what a like, what a shame.
3: Like the 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 kind of quasi shooty stuff that he does in '96 and WCW yeah. is great. Uh, the promo, the surprise promo he gives in ECW, the the, the famous Smart Mark promo, right. is is just like gold, man. Um and yeah, I, res- I
4: respect you booker man
3: yeah yeah uh when he I, I forget the circumstances but there there's an episode of maybe it's a a clash or something like that but he like he surprises bobby heenan oh right uh, yes Harry grabs heenan and Heenan drops an f-bomb uh, that's on the network <laughs> <laughs> they left that up i'm they, oh, a little surprised yeah. There are that. some things in the editing of all the old nitros and, and like WCW stuff that uh, just kind of got left in.
4: If I you like hear Heenan auto. like, what the fuck?
3: You, you know, hear yeah. Shivani
2: go, whoa, easy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he Pillman grabbed Heenan's neck, and Heenan was uh, he had oh, half heart surgery. Oh yeah. He, he he talks about it a lot, um, especially later on with uh, their stuff with with Buff Bagwell. And, and he like talks about his next surgery, like candidly a lot. Um, and so like, obviously he was very sensitive about it. And so Pillman, I, I don't think, I don't think Pillman did it on purpose, like to get to piss him off or whatever, but who knows? Right. That's, that's who he was. Right. Um, but just like such a, a real, like an incredibly talented guy, um, really, uh, way ahead of his time. Um, I think that had he lived, he probably would have gone down as the better half of the Hollywood blondes. Um, which is how much, how much talent he had, yeah. um, as an athlete and a performer, um, the character, I, I think, uh, I, I imagine Steve Austin probably <laughs> is well aware of how fortunate he is to have, have worked with Brian Hillman. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Like at uh, the heart foundation stuff later on, which <sighs> We could talk about it too another another time, but goddamn that that's so just like brilliantly done and Pillman adds so much to it, um, and so if you're listening to this and you're thinking that pro wrestling is like trashy or weird or whatever, uh, check out like the highlights of Brian Pillman's career. It's, yeah, it's so good. Can you imagine yeah, this is uh, good, Rob.
2: Just, just
4: real quick, if we had gotten like uh nineteen like modern day hollywood blondes if things yeah. had worked out and then it happened
3: Shit. yeah yeah grouchy hollywood blondes circa like 2002 just start yeah. yep it
5: like been perfect
3: oh yeah no there's there's lots of things that we that would have made like that really kind of awful period post WCW so much better pillman right. is one and the other is uh owen hart yeah oh man grouchy grouchy owen hart like mid 40s era owen would have been incredible and and like what all the hearts could have done um, yeah bulldog when bulldog goes to wcw it's pretty sad like post mario yeah he he uh and again i don't want to speak ill of the dead, but it's he's not he's not in his prime anymore. We'll put it at that. But we like we could have had grumpy Brett and Owen, grumpy Owen bulldog teams again. Yeah. Just wasn't like there. that eventual
0: heart foundation <laughs> reformation post
3: Yeah. yeah like, like like after like two thousand and one or something, with all of yep. them coming back together. Yeah. And yeah. with and with their kids too, right? I mean, Natty's a really solid performer, but uh, I think Davy Boy Jr. would have had a, a longer, more serious run. Right. Um, Hillman Jr. is okay. Uh, yeah. I'm forgetting somebody, um, but yeah. So there, whatever, think that's, whatever. I think that's all. Uh, Tyson Kidd. Oh, kid. yeah. Yeah. And and like Benoit too. Like all that all that stuff shakes out. Oh, God. Right? There's, yeah. there's a there's another universe that has had like where the two thousands WWF is like a Canadian dynasty. This <laughs> right. This could be a whole episode. Yeah, oh yeah.
4: I don't know if anyone but us would want to listen to it, but it could still be a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? so we, there's, there's like
1: four people that listen to our episodes regardless of what we talk about. Oh yeah. okay. okay. So, <laughs> we, 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 Thank you, no, King. To
4: those four people, <laughs> let's see you. <here>. Check, <laughs> checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so we have Arn and Brian, right. Flair and Sting, except there's no Flair for the first, what, 15 like, minutes or so yeah, of match? Something
3: like that, yeah. yeah he, got, and,
4: he got
0: jumped in the back. Yep. By <laughs> unknown I, assailants. I, I, I will interject by saying this. I think that Sting... Is the best character in all of wrestling to be written? So fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, that's a good question.
4: I mean, that's a is is he? I think he's got to be like the
0: until you know the, is one of one of the greatest babyfaces of all time. I'll say it. His run oh. in uh, in uh, in WCW uh, NWA from Future Shock. Uh, all the way through winning the title at uh, Great American Bash ninety one, ninety two. I think 90, I'm going to say 91. Yeah, Because Ron think. Simmons was in 92. So, okay, 91, yeah, because then Vader comes in 92, busts his ass. Yeah. Okay, so his run, his build, everything about it, great. But once the shift starts, he is always the face in peril for the entire company. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, from this time period especially uh, through the Luger stuff where he has another trust Luger he has the team with Booker T in one of the, <laughs> one, yeah, one, of the one of he the batshit was... craziest matches <laughs> <laughs> with one of my favorite spots in all wrestling <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say <laughs> they Jimmy, messed up my scene <laughs> they Jimmy, Jimmy.
4: <laughs> Can we just do a show about the weird-ass gimmicks WCW tried to come up with, like Battle Bowl? I liked Battle <laughs> Bowl, but it was like, how are you going to have a tag team tournament end in a Royal Rumble? Or I a Battle be- Royale, excuse me. And it's like, what the fuck? And they, and they keep coming back to that,
3: right? <laughs> like, they, they eventually will-
4: have the, go- the goddamn Battle Bowl ring. And <sighs> it changes hands.
3: And <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, what? In, in 1998... They do war games with three teams, and the winner, whoever gets the, the whoever ends the match, gets a title shot uh, at at Goldberg, um, who is uh, the worst of all time. Uh, Facts. Fact. I am, in my perf- my professional scholarly opinion, uh, <laughs> Goldberg sucks. And, as, doctor, a doctor, and, and, no. as a doctor, as a doctor,
1: yeah. speaking as a professional,
4: uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. Doctor
1: Goldsek's uh, medical opinion. Wait. <laughs> Goldberg and, uh, sucks Goldberg.
3: and it was the worst. Yeah, and and so like at first Tony's like this is this is unprecedented. This has never happened before. And then he thinks for a second and he's like, well, wait, why even have teams if the winner gets a title? <laughs> why does it even matter? And and they have like six weeks to build up to it. And so for the first two, like they're like, yeah, this is gonna be weird because there's teams and uh, but whoever wins gets a shot at Goldberg. This is incredible. And then Piper comes out for a promo, because Piper, who also sucked in WCW, uh, is like, yeah, like, fuck teams. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing in this. And that kind of gives Tony the liberty to be like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever had. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, so, like, that that's another hallmark of WCW, is uh, not thinking like, overbooked gimmick stuff out, Yeah. Of, I was But the overbooking here
0: works perfectly. Because like this is the one times it really works because everybody sees the turn coming. Yep. Everybody in the world knows Everybody, everybody in Sting. the world except for Sting because <laughs> that's what the, the, the fucking whiteboard said.
2: Um <laughs> Um I I, I I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming? No. Are you sure? I don't believe you.
0: I'm being dead serious. You didn't see it coming, like, last week? Or you didn't see it coming back in 1995?
1: 1995?
0: Not last week. (laughs) Just had to make sure. (laughs) What the hell's wrong with you? Hey, you know, sometimes the time machine gets broke.
1: (laughs) Listen, I was still at a point.
0: 95, so 95, I was 16.
1: It's still real to me, damn it. It's still kind of (laughs) real. Listen,
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that, that just means it did its job back in 1995.
3: That's, yeah, that's true. Correct. And, they, and to their credit, like they they sold the shit out of it. They <laughs> sold it. Uh, Flair and Arn have an amazing match on the pay per view before and Fall Brawl, so and Arn good. Arn pins him. Oh yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, that's when Pillman. I think yeah, Pillman turns heel, and that's uh, and starts teaming up with Arn. Then, um, and so like you can feel. <laughs> like, is this like a new dangerous alliance kind of thing? Is this could this be the horseman somehow? Um But yeah, like if you had two brain cells drummed together, <laughs> <laughs> not not sixteen year old Carlos. <laughs> you're, you're looking at this. I realized that sounded terrible halfway through the sentence. But I mid- looked. <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Where are you going
1: with this?" Because this is not.
3: <laughs> but very clearly, like wrestling law dictates that Sting has to be Sting Passing. is going to get yeah. just, like turned
0: on. And like, like it makes it the progression of it makes sense because he tries to put himself up again during a. Uh, during the war games, that's the fake sting. And he finds this, you know what? Screw these people. And then we get Raptor Sting, followed by a complete crow bungee jumping sting. And it's all good. It's fine. It works. He deserves it. He deserves to run. He deserves to finally be this conquering hero. No, he didn't deserve. It's, shut up, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no. It's, what he didn't deserve was what Don't make
4: mute your, your mic. Like nothing. Sting did. It was the, <laughs> the garbage-ass match that he has with Hogan that they completely fuck up.
0: And I was getting to that. Oh, okay. Because I can speak on that one <laughs> because I was there. Oh no. Yep. It was in yep. Washington Whoa. D.C. Oh. And I said, "Okay, I've been waiting for this match for the past year because that's how long the build-up was—an yep. entire year—and it yep. really starts with this match because." the turn from WCW from, by Sting pretty much starts when Flair says, you know what, I'm going to go back to well, I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it re- results in uh, something that pretty much eclipses the Robocop stuff from Capital Combat 91, which I was also at.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. There's always something related to Robocop going on in, in Griff's life. Uh-oh.
0: Yes. Robocop DC WCW, that's that's my childhood. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just just great stuff here, and the Horseman stuff coming out of this uh, was great till they get to Mongo, yeah. and then.
3: <laughs> so you guys, yeah, we we need to do a WCW appreciation series, I think, because I I'm happy to play the part of the apologist, I guess. <laughs> that is, that's your, that is your role. Because while Mongo is a terrible wrestler, he is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's so he, well, entertaining. He, well, you know what puts it over? The uh, fact that he's committed to it. He, fun, yep. he goes. Even Mongo, if it's all... <laughs> Mongo sells like a fainting goat. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Yeah, there's there's a Twitter account that's just like Mongo clips. <laughs> and, and he he puts together a... A, a couple of Mongo like tribute videos, <laughs> Mongo botching like simple moves, Mongo getting punched and like jumping up and then just falling over <laughs> like slip as a board. Oh, I'm I'm gonna need, uh, a, link, I'm gonna need a link to
1: this, and yeah. uh, for the listeners, all five of you listening to this episode, um I'm gonna need. We're gonna put this out there for you guys.
3: Yeah, uh yeah, but I mean, two two incarnations of the four horsemen that are incredible. Um for for different reasons. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I got well technically no, three incarnations. Three. Right? Yeah. Um I'm at I'm at that part now in the rewatch, um, which is really good. Um what you what you don't see in HD in the in the promo where Flair comes back after the lawsuit um and the abuse of power one is that I think he, he must have like bit his tongue or something. Oh, he's, he's bleeding like, he's, like hell. He's, yeah. His mouth is all bloody for for whatever reason. Um, which I think really adds to it. Um but yeah. Um what what really sucks about the Sting stuff is that as bad as that Hogan thing was uh in ninety seven, uh they very clearly had no idea what to do with Sting as champ yeah. at all. Yeah, um, none. <laughs> to the to the point where like you kinda have to look at the Hogan match and be like they almost shouldn't have given it to sting Well, they didn't they clearly didn't want to yeah well he didn't he didn't want to hogan didn't
4: want to yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um so it, it's like i i don't know rebooking this stuff over 20 years later almost 25 years later in the case of halloween havoc which we're talking about now <laughs> <laughs> is I, I know it's really nothing more than just like a thought experiment but it's it's so interesting i think because the company was so big right they we're making so much money and had so much money to throw around like with the stunt that we're going to talk about here in a second at halloween havoc uh it has zero payoff is never mentioned again none <laughs> is is legitimately uh uncomfortable to watch i think um at a couple of points <laughs> is yeah yeah so, do we just want to talk about that? Can we talk about let's, that and let's get into uh, it. And I, I say that, from we can, we can go to the good stuff.
0: The uh, <laughs> this this whole angle with the giant and, desert and Doom is also responsible for the weirdest debut of all time. No. 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 Um. I think it might be though. <laughs> Yeah, because you know they bring all they bring all the weird gimmicks into uh, Dungeon Doom. You got the Zodiac, you got the Taskmaster.
1: Oh no, um, no, Now I know what you're talking you know.
0: about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, what are you? talking am like, what you possibly? Talking- got, you know, you, you oh, had the, the you oh. had the uh, the it's not hot water promo exclamation from Hogan <laughs> during that one Dungeon Doom vignette. Um, oh, and no. then you got. The yet a The yet uh, The yet
1: a <laughs> Listen. <laughs> that... I, I, j- just to get to the point of what nonsense this was, because was, this was nonsense. Like, <laughs> and for me to say that, I still thought that wrestling was kind of real at this point, it means <laughs> something, right? But when you have them put a double bear hug... <laughs> <laughs> it looks so uh, uh, bad. It was, it was like Wait, a- we're jumping. We're jumping
4: ahead, though. We got yeah. We're we're ahead. We're ahead. We're ahead. we talk ahead. about machine versus machine. Yeah, and how Hulk Hogan yeah. just murders the giant. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I, yeah.
0: But I think I think that also, if we're going to talk about that, we need to talk about how trash the character is. We've I've already discussed how trash yeah. the person is. Oh yeah, no Let's the character say, Hogan the is character a is a Is, is, is yeah. a complete scumbag. This was
4: this is like a, a mega face character. Yep. Whose offense always <laughs> included the following maneuvers the rope burn. Yep. And the back rake. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, what kind of baby face does this shit? Unless it's like a I fucking hate you type thing where you just want to hurt somebody. I can understand that, but he did it to everybody.
3: Yep. And he he is uh, presented as a, uh, a good Christian. Yes. <laughs> and- and a role model for children.
1: I mean, isn't that redundant, though? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other thing that he always did... <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Apologies, yes.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but he always went to the eyes.
3: Yep. Oh, and yeah. It's
2: like, man, what the, what
3: the fuck? And the, and the face announcers, uh, whether Gorilla Monsoon or Tony Shimani are, like, applauding that. <laughs> and, and it's, like, finally good that uh, the Ted DiBiases and the Kevin Sullivans and the Mr. Perfects and the giants of the world are finally getting poked in the eye too. Uh, yeah, there's there's some weird moral messaging there <laughs> uh, about this offense around a guy like just use who has to use that offense to cover for the fact that he can't really do much. Can't Monday do
5: anything. Games. Yeah,
3: but I also here's a fun one. Now that we're all grown and outside of the
0: air. But we can look back on it and see exactly what happened. Doesn't it all make sense that he would portray him? That he would be portrayed <laughs> as this stalwart person? Yeah, all well, being a massive <laughs> then, piece of shit <laughs> and do all this, just just be the worst in general. Yep. Oh yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: I just realized we also forgot to mention at some point early on in this card uh there's a he cuts a promo Hogan does cuz of course he does but they also have a talk with like the mechanic for the trucks yep <laughs> and, <laughs> and they try to make it sound like super technical and shit and it's just like they're just trying to ram each other off a off out of a circle man
1: <laughs> yep hey man there's a lot of thought and precision <laughs> and engineering like masterpiece to get
4: uh the other thing I could be wrong on this. Do any of you know how actual, like, person, like, big dude on big dude sumo works? Uh,
2: Because
4: my thought thought was that as soon as you get a foot or anything, like, outside of the circle, that's done. That's it. Yeah. Lost. That's it. That's what I thought. Fucking Hogan gets pushed partly out of the circle by the Giants' truck and just keeps fucking going like he didn't lose.
3: Yeah, they just circles on the fly. Scumbag.
4: Yeah. absolute scumbag.
3: Totally a uh, production thing. Bischoff on the headset screaming like <laughs> It's
4: not over, it's, it's not gone. over. It's
3: yeah. <laughs> yep. Could you that's
4: imagine it. doing commentary for something like that? Like how how much would you have to be paid to swallow all the shame you'd probably be feeling at the time?
3: So that's another mystery of WCW, right? Because the the rumor always was that they never told the announcers ahead of time what was going to happen yeah because that was, lot. that was that was a way to have it have the calls feel more authentic
4: so bobby heenan was so genuinely he was, shocked and appalled when the giant was shoved off the roof
3: by well i thought you were going to say that that <laughs> heenan heenan spoiling the hogan heel turn uh happens i think because they didn't tell him to shut up which like oh, a, yeah, a real yeah. producer would have done right yeah. like killed is like shut the third, up.
4: yeah if he's is he the third man i just i remember but that just now let, yeah
3: just okay. let the let them speculate about what's happening like like fans it, would right or like uh like I real sports casters would um that stuff comes up all because you see a nitro like they miss spots all the time yeah there are angles that happen that because there's nobody nobody there telling them to like look out for certain spots or whatever that they totally miss Um, They have to come up sometimes with explanations on their own for stuff that happened, which is, like, comedy gold. Uh, Yeah. Um, Don't forget
4: the multiple sidewalk slams.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That may be less
4: a product of them not being informed. Well, actually, I guess in Giovanni's case, it was 100% a product of him not being informed. What is this
3: move called? I don't fucking know. Sidewalk slam. There. I think it was a backlash to Mike Tanay is my is my theory because like at the point where i'm at now they make fun of Tanay for knowing all the moves and they're still in the like i don't know psychosis does a pescado and a, and a match and they're like pescado that's what i'm gonna order for dinner later <laughs> 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 it's like classic yeah i'd like to
4: i'd like to jump ahead again and just remind you all that at some point uh mark madden and Mike Tenet were on the microphone
3: yeah, and, I mean, uh, it was the worst fucking thing you could imagine. That's where I'm. I, I might stop. <laughs> I, I <laughs> would. I, have, I, I, have I would deep, at least mute it because Madden, Madden. 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 Fuck off! Uh, but I'm. I'm so curious about about how so much of it goes and like how much weird shit like how that plays today. Uh, I, and also, I'm. Uh, a huge Ernest Miller fan. Yes. So <laughs> the cat. I, I need to see the cat. Right now, in 98, October 98, he's giving people five seconds to get out of the ring, um, or else he's going to whoop their ass. And, and he read, uh, I forget, He. Um, I forget one of the luchadors, and he gives a whole speech, and then the guy is like, <laughs> doesn't speak English. <laughs> and, and, and the cat is like, genuinely mad. <laughs> See now,
0: I gotta go back and rewatch for him and Norman see, Smiley. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Norman, Norman, has, Smiley.
3: Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley is on, but he's not uh, screaming Norman yet. I'm really interested to see how how that is. Uh, David Flair and Crowbar. I'm really excited to get to that stuff.
4: Oh um, Rob. <laughs> uh, so, I'm just having flashbacks to all kinds of awful shit, like. Uh, fucking dewey winning the world title i forgot his goddamn yeah.
0: name david, david, arquette. Oh, david arquette who then redeemed himself 20 years later uh,
4: still Somehow. not as still not as awful it's <laughs> not the worst thing they ever did because that that honor belongs to vince russo yeah winning well, the world title yeah.
3: so we we've alluded to hulk hogan being a murderer in character on this card uh and so the the way that the machine versus machine uh sumo monster truck uh, battle, which happens on the roof of the old Cobo Hall in Detroit, um, what it must have looked like when the cranes came to to lift those trucks up <laughs> on the roof, how much money was wasted uh in in the insurance in renting the trucks from uh whoever whoever owned them i don't really know how monster truck ownership works uh the training that hogan and and uh the giant had to go through in order to drive it because they they appear to be driving the trucks themselves.
5: I,
4: I, I was gonna uh, ask if y'all think they were actually driving or did they just film them like maybe doing like forward and backward just to have some like B roll of that, like, in the
1: truck? There is no fucking way they drove those things for real.
3: I don't know. And, but they're but they're around them, right? And insurance would have would have correct. said yeah, like, yeah. they have to have yeah, that's, trained, that's like training one. for it, right? Um And then uh, at the end, uh, Hulk Hogan knocks the giant off the roof (laughs) into the the Detroit (laughs) River. And uh, at the time, uh, the character was the son of Andre the Giant, uh, who who Bobby Heenan has uh, had a lot of affection for. And so we have to listen to Bobby Heenan for the next, what, like hour, hour and a half of the um, pay-per-view.
4: I'm that man's father.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, at one point like he he wants to go b- like backstage and talk to the police and he he's not allowed and Heenan has like an epic uh meltdown on the air about this. Um Hogan uh once once the giant falls off the roof and does like the full like arm waving <laughs> like timber kind of fall, Hogan like on all fours scrambles to the edge of the roof. <laughs> uh looks over and starts yelling help help <laughs> need some help out here brothers <laughs> get some help <laughs> for a guy who for the last what like twelve years had been portrayed as this superhuman <laughs> like it almost makes more sense for the character Hulk Hogan to to dive off catch the giant <laughs> and, <laughs> and safely on the ground and oh, land man. on like the the, the awning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, that's another part bounce, too. Bounce off the awning, yeah. Is the, what, yeah, like what scaffolding or whatever was set up to make that stunt work. Because the giant had to have been close to 400 pounds at the time. Six foot ten or whatever Um, in real life. uh, You can't just put up like a regular scaffold for this enormous human being to land on, right? Yeah like what, what kind of reinforced thing did they, did they have up there? Uh, knowing what we know about them now, how unsafe was it? Actually? Oh God. Jesus. How, yeah. how did he really, you know, and I don't know if I ever had the chance to meet Paul white, that, that would be the one thing I would want to talk That's about. The one thing like, you want
4: to ask him about you, is the machine. Versus and, machine. but like
3: preface it, right? Like you, you are, yeah. Think about like where he was at the time, you know, he was like, Oh what, yeah. Like, he was three, like, 24 or something yeah. like that early twenties. Yeah. No, oh, he's he's like like one of the best big men ever, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. a, as, as objective as you can be with pro wrestling, uh, he is uh, the best big man ever uh, up there for sure. And right. I would I would preface it with that: you are incredible. Um, what the fuck? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> How much did they have to pay you
3: to do that stupid bullshit? And and if he was only twenty three, would he have known? To be like, you have to pay me like two. Million. A lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. A lot. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm sure if Vince McMahon came to him now, and was like, "Listen, pal, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> toss you off the side of Titan Towers," <laughs> like, it's okay. gonna be good shit. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be some good shit, pal. Five million. dollars. Great TV. Great TV. <laughs> yeah, five million dollars. And then uh, can we just jump to the main event? Are yeah. These- the hogan giant uh title match uh hogan comes out first they're like the announcers have no idea if the match is going to happen hogan comes out It's <laughs> a total chicken shit and it's <laughs> like uh apparently I murdered the giant <laughs> I don't think we're having a match tonight. <laughs> and then the giant comes out, and then you, and you hear
4: that The Dungeon <laughs> of Doom music kicks in, and everyone's
3: like, "Oh my god. god, how did this happen?" And you would, you would think like he would have like at least bruises. a black eye, maybe <laughs> some bruises, maybe and a couple and of like incidental cuts or something. Nope, he just nope. Like comes out. He just walks out there, totally good, and and Hogan gigantic coward confronted with a man he just attempted to murder uh dives out of the ring and tries to <laughs> run away in fear the american patriot uh say your prayers take your vitamins uh always always do it for the big man upstairs uh sees the, the son of uh an old rival that he just tried to murder and runs away in, in well, well, clearly, well clearly he
1: thought he saw a ghost
3: <laughs> I mean, it is it is a Halloween episode. It is a Halloween episode. A Halloween episode. Um, Halloween episode, yeah. He
1: Thought that he killed them and it was his ghost, yeah. to take exact you know, enact his revenge on uh, on 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 Hulk Hogan. I guess Hulk Hogan didn't say his prayers that day for some odd reason. Yeah, or forgot yeah. his vitamins and you know now he's like oh shit. as what
3: where uh awesome. where was the Friday the Thirteenth series in '95? Which which incarnation of of Jason? Uh, that was after Jason goes to hell. So. Yeah. Okay. So maybe yeah, the spirit of Jason Voorhees had jumped into he jumped into him. Yes. <laughs> I mean that is possible. He, he, the, the demon worm got into him. Yeah. There's no Creighton Duke to stop it. Nope. 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 So do uh, we talk
4: about what happened? Okay. I want to point how out get something. Get Duke
3: in this
1: episode. Fuck, on, uh, how did Creighton Duke work his way into this Halloween?
0: Uh, you I missed Jason Oh, It's like given yeah, at that point. Uh, I yeah. know. So
4: there's a I'm looking at some I'm looking at cagematch.net at the card cuz I just wanted to pull it up real quick to have a reference. This is listed as WCW World Heavyweight Title Match with the stipulation that the title can change hands via disqualification.
5: Correct.
4: That is never mentioned in the yeah. commentary nowhere not on the card any place. No one ever says it. You learn it if I recall correctly on the Nitro after this card. Because Correct. the giant comes out with the belt, like, hey, hey, I'm the champion, because Hogan got disqualified.
1: So this is one of the few nitros I remember like vividly. Jimmy Hart, yep, actually said that he negotiated that uh, that clause in the contract. Yep, but only they knew, you know, like, only they knew about it, <laughs> which is yep. like insane. A, that's yep, why,
3: Jimmy, Hart was, Jimmy Hart was awesome. Yep. <laughs> another another uh, baby! for for WCW of sort of, like, having to explain stuff after the fact.
5: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's how I do things in life.
5: I I mean, how hard
4: hard would it have been to put that on a... Even if you just put it on, like, a graphic as the match is happening,
3: how hard would that have been? Because they spent all their time Prepping the fucking monster, fucking trucks. monster trucks. All trucks. all of the pre-production work went into the it went into the monster trucks. The same people who
4: had to spray paint those fuckers were
3: yeah. also the most oh, yeah. who had
4: to update the graphics for the world title match, and they were all just high as fuck at that point. Like,
3: yeah. Uh, so the the whole card is like veteran guys that don't need a lot of instruction, right? Uh, go out and give us three to ten good minutes. And three to ten. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean so, like in case in Zodiac, you don't have to you don't have to tell Randy Savage to do anything. Like he's no, he is the no, greatest of knew, all time. He knew what the fuck to do. But him and, and Zodiac, who uh, never great, but a good hand. Right. Like when he was clean, at yeah, least. Yeah. Uh go out there and give us three minutes, like put Savage over strong. It's easy for those guys. Yeah. Right. Especially
4: since Savage would actually punch the shit out of people.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't
4: yeah. fucking do what I had planned, you're gonna get hurt.
3: Yeah. And so that's Halloween Havoc.
4: Nineteen ninety five. So much if fun. <laughs> if you ever want a summary of this match or this card, excuse me, you don't want to watch the whole thing, for one thing, watch the early parts. The early parts are actually pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. but just maybe do a YouTube search for uh, Double Bear Hug. Power <laughs> and there you have it. That's yep. it. That's it in a nutshell. Yep. They double bear
2: hugged him <laughs> for like a Yeti. solid two minutes. Yeti. And, and, and it's not even like. It's just.
0: You can tell that they didn't tell. Uh, I forgot who played the Yeti. Ron,
3: Ron, uh, Ron Rees. <laughs> yeah. Ron Rice. Ron Rice. Ron yeah. 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 You can tell
0: they didn't tell him. Exactly what it was. So it's he's awesome. out there and, and the band is in the bandages and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just <laughs> kind of just drapes himself yeah, over. Just do
3: this. Yeah. yeah terrible. And, and eventually the Yeti becomes like a samurai, kind of like yeah. a knockoff Mortal Kombat character. Uh, and then he disappears for a while. And then he's in the flock as, as Reese. Reese. And that's probably, probably the
4: best what that guy ever did. Yeah, Although I don't really know if it was his uh, fault, because what the fuck was he supposed to do with all that, that lanky ass, awkward size? Oh yeah,
3: he's for a for a tall. <laughs> he's he's got a really. Come odd on, joke. man!
1: When he was Big Ron Stud, do you remember that? <laughs> yes.
3: okay. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: because that was
3: a great idea. Got, got to do. He was in a Stuck Mojo video. Yeah. <laughs> the flock. Shout out to Stuck Mojo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you want to sponsor us, um, we're always <laughs> there.
3: are the, the four guys listening. <laughs> the four guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah!
4: Uh, I'm just, now I'm just thinking about the bear hug and like, could that? Yeah. Could they have possibly made that look less like shit? No, and I'm not even no. sure the answer no. is
3: yes. Yeah, I don't know because no, so. people WCW tries it again and yeah, uh, it it's awful. Um, and then famously like. WWF did it a couple of times with uh I mean there is the triple choke slam spot which is goofy, but they they always try to do stuff like that with with giant big show in his various incarnations, right? Um double bear hugs and it never looks good. It's never achievable. Uh <laughs> they're they're all like it's so clear, like you guys are tired. You're just leaning on each other. (laughs) We gotta take this home. We gotta do five more minutes, man. Fuck! Yeah. I'm too big for this shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's lame. Yeah, I mean, smaller guys get to do.
4: Just random interjection.
2: That dude looks amazing now.
3: Oh, yeah. Shit.
2: It's like, whoa.
3: Yep. He's. Yeah, he. He's very clearly in the best shape of his life in, uh, like ninety seven, ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you guys remember, once he jumps to WWF, he gets way unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gets real big in yeah, a bad way. I, yeah, I, I tried to watch a WrestleMania from like 2001, 2002 and he came out and it was like scary in a bad way. Like, holy shit, this guy is, is going to drop. I, I, is it know, as like,
4: scary as
3: the smoking giant? You don't remember yeah, that? So <laughs> <Just a smile. laughs> like when he came that, out smoking
4: cigarettes, and she's yeah. like, what the fuck yep. is this? Disco what?
3: Inferno tells him that he needs to stop smoking or else it's gonna stun his growth. <laughs> 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 Fucking disco inferno. Yep. That was that was <sighs> fantastic. Uh there's no reason why he's smoking. Um he's doing it. He's just doing uh, it. it never it never builds to anything. Um,
5: well,
3: stop me. <laughs> he just doesn't. Yeah, that that version of NWO Giant just had no fucks to give, <laughs> and I'm I'm smoking. Uh, I I, it's me. probably a precursor to to Drunk Scott Hall. Actually. Nah.
2: So before um, we move on from uh, Halloween Havoc, right? Mm-hmm. We, yeah. So. Um, for what I remember, and I don't um I don't don't recall watching
1: it. Um. When I wa- did the rewatch last week, um, the matches that took place beforehand, mm-hmm. and because you brought
2: up Disco Inferno, I forgot that he, you know, he fought Eddie Guerrero on that same card. Oh shit! Was
5: it?
3: Yeah, his opening match.
2: The opening match was uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Disco Inferno.
3: Because hmm. on the yeah. on the network, it's not. Yeah, they were. They well, were. Those,
0: um, four, those, four. matches. <laughs> those were dark matches. Oh, so dark, they weren't on. They weren't on the bracket. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, okay. so the dark. The dark. Dark matches had. Um, I remember that. It was Paul Orndorff versus Renegade. Hmm.
5: Oof.
1: In essence, sounds like a horrible match, and probably that
4: does sound fucking awful. I don't think Orndorff could have carried that again. Not to disparage the dead, but again, I don't think Orndorff could have carried that too, too. a good Yeah. Race.
1: Then um, the Blue Bloods against you know Malenko and Benoit,
2: and then um. Wall Street versus Pittman. That was the only thing I remember. Yeah, Code Red. Craig Craig Pittman. Yeah. Yep.
4: Code yeah. Red. I think that Code Red was like a a, the move, a movie reference or something a little more fucked up. I don't
2: like know.
4: A thing. reference to some actual Code Red that has probably happened at some point.
3: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I hope
4: I hope not. I really hope not.
3: Back <laughs> then, you know.
2: <laughs> who knows? It's kind of a toss up. Yeah, I don't What's know. The code red, an armbar. Yeah, yeah. It was an armbar. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So Halloween Havoc was half of our homework assignment.
2: Yep. Yes. For for this fiftieth Halloween <laughs> spectacular, king size version. Then the other half. The fun. The fun half. The, the fun, fun half. That's right. right. The fun half. Um, involves a genre. Or genre, I guess it's a mixture of genres, right? Yeah. Horror and comedy.
1: Horror and comedy. <laughs> or the the horrority or horrority. Camoror.
4: Comor? That doesn't sound know. good.
1: Uh, no. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid to do this. This is this is, <laughs> this, is this is free, right? So I can just say whatever the hell. So we <sighs> discussed now, which ones Bons did we watch? Genres. Did we watch? Well, the concept was... Did of us actually,
4: actually do it?
1: Yes.
5: Absolutely. Yes. Damn
1: it. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> when, 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 when you have Dr. Mr. Coach Andrew on your show, you come prepared. Sure. Yeah. You got to do yeah. the reading in my class. You got to do the reading.
3: <laughs> when, he, when
1: he hands out that syllabus...
3: Boy. I was a bad
4: student in high school too, so we're bad this, this should everything. come as
3: no surprise. <laughs> I wouldn't say that this is even. I don't. I don't know that this is all comedy, right? So what we're yeah. dancing around is Universal monster movies. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure I assigned the right thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because, uh, they're definitely not all comedies. No. Well No.
2: No. But no, we also no, no,
1: no. We, we also discussed the Abbott Costello.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's yep. that that was, that's, that's, was, that was to. more towards the comedy
3: world. Yeah, of. yeah. My uh a movie I'm kind of obsessed with, Abbott and Costello meet uh Frankenstein. But well yeah, we'll get to it.
2: Well let's get to it.
3: Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's get to the getting.
1: Well, well let's talk about the Universal Monsters first and then we'll get into Abbott. Yeah. Because I guess that, that, that would make more
3: that, that makes more sense.
1: That'd be like a nice, you know segue
3: yep.
0: into it. I'll open it off by saying, I think that NBC slash Universal is doing a complete disservice to their library by not having these films available for free through Peacock. um, Uh, Most of them them are are. there. Yeah, but like Frankenstein is behind the paywall. Yeah, but Rider Frankenstein is free. Yeah, but uh, but if anything, all of these should be up. Uh for, yeah. for, 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 for free for watch.
2: Let's 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 be on, let's be
1: honest here, right? There I, I see what they're trying to do, Peacock. Um I don't like it. Just if you're just just make it a free, just make it a paid service. Just you know, charge us freaking four dollars or five dollars a month and just get it over with. Because there's they have a they actually have a really good library. Yeah and half of it you can't have no access to.
2: Yeah.
1: And they tease you with it because it's right there. You're like, oh, and then when you go to play it. You see that little purple I'm thing on the top? On this. Peacock.
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, oh there will be like a you know movie trilogy, and they'll only give you two of them.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the third one you got to pay for. You're like, That ain't right. Yeah. But I, I, that, that just, that ain't at right. that point, you're going to pay for it because you want to see it.
3: I was surprised that they had Dracula for free. I was yeah. able to watch that for the first time, finally. Yeah. I,
2: was that your first time watching it?
3: Yeah.
2: Wow, it's a, how good is that?
4: <laughs> I feel bad because that's the one that I was going to watch, and I just never got around to it. I've watched Frankenstein, so I can at least say I have watched one of the possible homework movies.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I really wanted to see Frankenstein and I wanted to see the first Wolfman. Yeah. Um Dracula, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would, but I I've kind of moved on from that character overall. I thought Renfield, like the guy who plays Renfield, is incredible. Uh he was he was by far the most interesting part of it for me, I think um the way that like they the movie moves very slowly in parts mm-hmm. um, and it's like an intentional thing right like and it it works but then the parts where like they want to convey that Dracula is evil because there might be people watching who don't know that and they cut to to <laughs> Bella Lugosi and then like the camera slowly <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <you know? laughs> like i was laughing at those parts I can't get um cuz <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been parodied like nine thousand times, and like I can see how somebody in 1933 would be like terrified by this. I, I um,
1: think, yeah, I think that's where where it's crazy. They, we're obviously we're so des- desensitized to yeah. art at this point where I need to see somebody's you know Achilles heel, like, <laughs> yeah. cut off, which is I, I will say this every time it comes up the worst thing i could ever probably see in a horror movie is someone having their achilles heel sliced.
3: yeah hostel,
1: yep. saw whatever pet cemetery pet cemetery that's yeah. the worst thing that I, yeah. can, that I can imagine now but back then they didn't see stuff like this
3: yeah but they i mean they they do a great job with the atmosphere
5: mm-hmm.
3: right um the fog the the um the two actresses uh, I, i'm terrible with character names and actress names but um, I thought they did a really good job of like conveying how uh, uncomfortable they were, um, like the the idea that Dracula is like might be around and they can't get rid of him. I like the part where the the like the groundskeeper and the one maid were trying to chase <laughs> chase him off the grounds, and the guy is like, don't even. Or I think it was uh Van Helsing. Yeah, um, was like, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> So goddamn many we'll never get rid of. Them Which all. is such a weird, like, in, like that that scene wouldn't happen in in a horror movie in 2020 where the guy who's supposed to be the hero is just like, bah. Whatever. Don't even waste your time. We'll get to it eventually.
1: The goddamn dogs been around here. <laughs> so, put the lids what, on the trash can. So like, like you said, you're 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 over the character with Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um so to me with the universal monsters dracula as much as i love the movie i think he's actually like my one of my least favorite of the universal monsters yeah because i thought the hammer studio uh dracula movies were like infinitely better
3: yeah i haven't like seen a, those but that's on my list oof, hammer, let me tell you oh my god yeah i so i didn't i don't like dracula as much because i i i think vampires have been done better and compare like even at the time right comparing him to frankenstein and the wolfman uh, those two characters have so much more depth and are so much more complex than dracula and dracula is mm-hmm. just like right i'm evil and i'm bella lugosi <laughs> <Okay>. i
1: i <laughs> what think where do you need yeah i think out of all of them my favorite is wolfman
3: oh yeah yeah i,
1: think that, I thought that's the best one of all of them
3: yeah um yeah he's great lontani is incredible um that's another thing that you wouldn't see today where like the monster doesn't want to be a monster right and i think that's why it's it's that's what's so great about it and he he does such an incredible job of being like this forlorn like down on his luck guy <laughs> right he he looks like he lost all his money at the track or his wife just <laughs> let him he, he's carrying that like depression with him and it's it's the fact that he turns into a werewolf and is murdering people, and he and he wants to kill himself, and he can't. Um, it's so good, and that's what really makes the Abbott and Costello movie, um, for me, is that it's this, this slapstick comedy that also has Lon Chaney, again, totally committed to the Wolfman character, uh, uh, lecturing Abbott and Costello about, like, what <laughs> you idiots need to stop this, Um and it it's so good. Um, I would love to see something like that today.
0: Yeah, and I, I was thinking about it, and I was wondering, not necessarily if it can be done, but because it can be done, of course. Yeah. But do we have the temperament, as you know, an audience <laughs> to, to to have something like that hit and get through the resulting discussion surrounding it in one
3: theoretical piece? i think we yeah. do i mean the shape of water won best picture Yeah. and that's just like the creature of the black lagoon hooking up yes yeah. so it's
5: it's
1: it's it's the creature of the black lagoon soft porno um yeah. and it won best picture i mean wait parasite look, parasite just won best picture yeah um so we're i think we're, i feel we're more open to uh those that those kinds of movies um even now, just the other, you know, we're we're in this trend right now. Um, and I think Stranger Things really brought it into into view. Was, you know, a lot of movies and shows, even with um, the season of American uh, Horror Story, the last one, the, the slasher one, eighty, you know, eighty four, yeah, four, um, where the movies are shot like horror movies in the eighties, and mm-hmm. you know, we're enjoying them because it reminds us of how the horror movies in the 80s were or it was it yeah. was simple, you know? It wasn't all this gore. Yeah. that So I think I honestly think if we saw a movie shot in that style in that old simple style. Yeah. Just the other day I, I mean I, I hit up Ange and I was like just watching um I was watching the mummy, the night the the Hammer Studios mummy. You right. know? Just watching the, the Technicolor movies, how much yeah. be- how much better they looked. Mm-hmm. As horror mm-hmm. movies than what we see today.
3: Yep, stuff that's shot on film, it just mm-hmm. it feels better. Uh, yeah, like at the the last drive-in, what two nights ago, um, haunt. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, haunt was really good, but I, there's something about it, like the digital stuff, and I felt the same way about Victor Crawley, too. Like it look it looks too good almost. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had an argument with Griff about that one.
0: i don't want to was it it an argument or did you frame it as an argument i frame everything as an argument (laughs) oh see that's the problem Um, that's
5: the
1: problem who who gave all these people all this money to make victor crowley (laughs) this doesn't work
3: i thought i thought it was really good um it it just looks too clean That's what I mean. Like two, two. I don't know if queen's the right word. I don't know. Just stuff that's in, Polished? yeah, polished. Like everything, everything being in like super HD, 4K, whatever.
1: No, that's that's what we talked. Well, that's what I brought up. I was like, wow, this is what happens when they give them a budget, you
3: know? Well, you know what the budget was for that movie, (laughs) and
0: we. But the budget was four hundred thousand. So
3: they uh, they 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 did a lot. Yeah, that was. (laughs) They did a lot with that. I just think it's the I just think it's the cameras that are available now. Honestly, yeah. oh yeah, Where is was that? Um,
2: but like you know, in that regard, uh,
0: it'd be it would be good to see like somebody try to go back and like you know put the fill grain back on, or do something interesting with the filter.
3: To yeah, drop the it back. The it would be like a Tarantino financed thing, and it would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, there is right. go over see like in the world? Like, if he would do it, or, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if Robert Rodriguez still has it in him. I haven't really followed his career. Um, But I, I worry, the only thing that worries me is that, like, they tried to create that, that new universal monster cinematic universe and <laughs> failed miserably. Well so they almost want like they, the Wolfman they, to be just like an indie thing.
0: So well, the right. big <laughs> the big problem with that was the fact <laughs> that they said they were gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, no. you can't you can't create a universe by you just saying we're to- gonna do a universe. No, and that's then, not the,
1: that's not really the problem. The problem was is you included Tom Cruise.
0: Well, th- there's also that.
1: And then you decided that his movie was gonna be the first one. And then and it was the freaking worst movie. Why would
0: anyone yeah.
1: think that's a good idea?
3: So you know, um, you know, I mean, like everybody that got cast in those it, it was just so poorly done and I think still trying to to uh what like rip off the Christopher Nolan Batman stuff, I mean, yeah. I think those movies are great, but that kind of sparked this whole uh every, everything has to be dark now <laughs> thing and and those those universal monsters uh they're dark enough they don't need like everything to be shot in black and gray and tom cruise doing tom cruise stuff and trying to be serious and i I don't know it just every time they've tried to do those with like big hollywood style it's failed yeah right
1: yeah i mean which, which is funny this is a fun fact for everyone listening um tom cruise even hated the movie. And Tom Cruise doesn't doesn't really hate his movies because he thinks yeah. he, he doesn't fail. He hated the movie so much. Um, You know how obsessed I am with Funko Pops. Mm-hmm. They made the Funko Pops for the Mummy movie, and he had them pull all of his characters. <laughs> Damn. Funko. So they pulled the licensing to make his character. So now that pop's going for like $750. Because like... Ow. A hundred of them actually made it out. Look at the, the, the factory.
2: But he Jeez. hated the movie.
1: He hated the movie so much. Wow. He, took the, he took the money. Basically, he took the money. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, was like, I don't, I don't want this movie like to, to,
2: to exist. exist. <laughs> so, in that vein, yes, I did see the Invisible Man the other day, though. The new How it's invisible? And it actually wasn't bad, but it's, it's a super modern take on it. Yeah. You know, um, do, should I spoil yeah. it? Nah. Okay. So it's super modern. <laughs> let's, let's just say it's um. There's
1: yeah, very modern, very modern.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I think that that's probably something to take into account too. It's like when we, when we were talking about this stuff. You know, do we want do we want these to return to period pieces, or do we respectfully
3: update them for modern day? I mean, I think you could do it you can almost like have your cake and eat it too. Like with the Wolfman, especially you, you need like an actor who's in his like fifties, I would say, uh, just like an ordinary looking guy. My mind keeps, and he's probably older than 50. I don't know. But like Steve Buscemi, I think would be an interesting (laughs) type of guy for it. Yeah. Um, And that you just have him at like a diner, right. And he's eaten by himself. And like you can you can make up a you can have the story with him, you know, be whatever like middle aged guy story, right? He's lost his job or he's getting a divorce or whatever, and then like the Wolfman stuff kind of comes up um, at the end of the first act, right? And then that's and then you transfer into like how is this guy like like everything that we just talked about that makes the Wolfman such an interesting character, right? Um, I don't think you need like a lot of super modern stuff to tell right to tell that story now if it was if we were going to make like a modern frankenstein then i think the, the the question of do you make it modern becomes really <laughs> more important because do you like what kind like what does dr frankenstein's lab look like in twenty twenty?
1: yeah so you just got a 3d printer <laughs> like what's like what's going on here <laughs> yeah like I, that that so that's that was my I like I actually really liked the Invisible Man. It's just that the modern take on it,
5: it, it like yeah. you have to
1: watch it to understand. It. It's like why he's the invisible man. Alright, I get it, but everything around everything everything surrounding the entire movie was really well done, but not the premise behind how why he you know, how he becomes the invisible man. Um I think that that may have you know, in that sense of becoming modern is where it it didn't it didn't hit um i find where most if even nowadays let me not talk about horror movies what we find horrifying as people is things that we see that still exist you know like we're like hey there's there's still people that eat each other you know like there's cannibals out there there's people that live in the woods you know that yeah like that that i think that that scares us more that there's people that are still living like in in the past yeah. So, so, so to make yep. it more, I I feel like to make it more. Mo- well, you know, Rob, you know, you you live there. Um, so to make it more <laughs> modern, um, to make it more modern, you really have to work the the storyline. Not don't instantly. don't come to my spot
4: in the woods, Carlos.
0: Damn <laughs> it, that, that's
3: <was>, yeah. <laughs> because this is because this is an audio podcast, you guys can't see, it, but Rob Christie is in fact a merman. <laughs>
4: Dammy, I'm to... <laughs> so one thing I've managed
2: to not reveal to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets out.
1: Just embrace it. So Rob, did you did you watch any of the Universal uh, match movies?
5: Uh, I
4: have, yes. Did I recently? <laughs> no. That's fine. <laughs> I watched Frankenstein because it's Frankenstein. It's been ages since I saw it, but that's a movie who's you know, the themes of the movie don't ever, don't really leave you. Mm Because it's just like, yeah, yeah, we're fucking horrible. I don't know why the villagers are upset with the poor sewn-together bastard when they should be pissed at the asshole who sewed him together.
1: Yep. So how, I throw this this question out to all of you because I remember when I found out. How old were you when you found out that Frankenstein wasn't the monster? Or the actual monster, I should say.
0: Um, I can't remember when I, because I the thing about these movies is that I read about them before I actually saw them. Yeah. So it had to be like seven or eight, I guess. Yeah. Because I had I had this little ass book that uh it had uh summaries of all the famous horror movie monsters. So it had like you know the fly. And thing from another world and then Wolfman
3: Dracula, Frankenstein, all this stuff. And I read it over and over and over again because it didn't have the movies. So I remember my elementary school in the library there were like picture book versions that had like stills from the movies. Yeah. Right. That I I checked out in like first or second grade. And I can I can still remember one night, I must have been like kindergarten, first grade. Like I remember I remember freaking out because of the Wolfman. And like laying in bed, and heck, have, I can I can still remember that like getting up and going down the hall and going to my dad and being like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm pretty I'm pretty terrified about this.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just it's just the, the, a little like like not, not that you said that when you were a kid, but yeah. having a little kid just say that <laughs> like I years. They're <laughs> like five or six. Just walking around, just going into the room. They're like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I,
3: I'm sure it was. I'm sure I was just freaked out. Um, but yeah, I can I can remember that. Um, I would love to get a copy of those books. I haven't thought about those in in forever. But um, yeah, and I. I don't know if I ever actually saw them. Like I was I was not a kid who was into horror stuff. Um for a very for a very long time. Um, so
0: yeah, I mean I can't remember it's really, because, you know, they were specifically the imagery surrounding the Universal Monster films was already iconic when we were growing up, you know. It's already everywhere. They trademarked that imagery specifically for Universal, you know. So it's hard to say when the exposure of it, like, actually happened.
1: Because I feel I was confused when I saw Bride of Frankenstein*. I think that's when I my confusion was in in full bloom. Because mm-hmm. it was Bride of Frankenstein*. I'm like, wait a minute.
5: <laughs>
1: Frankenstein's the monster, or <laughs> Frankenstein the doctor? Yes. Bro, <laughs> this is why we have you here because you're you're you spot on analysis always.
3: Have any of you cut, read cut the book? My, Have any, the any of you read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? I, I have not. not. I just I just got I just got a copy of it. So I read it.
1: I uh, want to say junior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm really curious to see how it, see what it's like.
1: Oh yeah, it's 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 weird it's weird to think about now <clears throat> how old you know it was you know how how long ago it was written and then to see all these iterations of the frankenstein story because there's so many now at this point i feel between dracula and frankenstein there's been so many i mean no, nothing's ever going to be as as like as much dracula because i feel that's just there's been so many dracula stories yeah even the we've talked about the bbc uh the BBC special that they just did over the—was um, was that last year or this year, whatever.
3: Um, but, um, <laughs> time doesn't have any meaning anymore. COVID, COVID, COVID has just erased still, all
1: sense of any time or anything. So it's
3: still March. <laughs> it's, yeah,
1: it's still it's still, still Grifts birthday.
0: Yeah, so I'm just year. I'm holding on to it.
1: So he's gonna be forty for two years. Yes. <laughs> So
0: that's awesome. Just, I'm just holding on to it. I might celebrate early in January. I don't know yet. <laughs> I'm not sure. have to see how next week plays out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Speaking of Halloween Havoc. <laughs> oh. oh, look at that. Oh,
5: look at
2: that. Rim shot. Oh. I'm, my... My remote didn't work. Actually, I actually have a rimshot sound effect. but
1: <laughs> Mark, rimshot. Thanks. All right. <laughs>
3: so you get sound effects put in. I'm sorry, Mark, for having to listen to this.
4: <laughs> Mark, we're going to need just a real long... Apologies key. and congratulations.
3: Congratulations, yeah, Mark. And editing and congratulations, congratulations, Mark, for getting uh, to listen to
5: this. Jeez. <laughs>
3: But what about uh, what about Abbott and Costello and their entrance into the Universal monster, monster world?
0: It uh it it absolutely works.
2: You know, they do their thing. Uh, you know, Lon Chaney's back as a Wolf Man. Mm-hmm. Kind of anchors
0: everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, and it's really weird during that time period too because. Like, these days, uh, we tend to force acts into public consciousness, I guess. You know? Yeah. As far as, like, you know, duos and people on screen whatnot in general, celebrity in general. So, it's probably a different experience. Because now, you know, the viewing experience is kind of jaded. But back then, I'm sure this had to be pretty damn amazing.
2: Yeah, so, I mean... I
3: first learned about this from the podcast Screen Drafts, right? And so on that, um, they were they were talking about how uh, these movies came about because, I think this is Frank Deeds specifically um, who knew the history and was talking about the history of this. Uh, these movies came about because both Abbott and Costello were kind of in the twilight of their career and the Universal Monsters were not nearly as popular. Um, and so the studios were like, well, let's just put them together and see what happens. <laughs> and it was like a like a last gasp attempt um to try to get something. And at least Evan Costello meet Frankenstein is an incredible horror movie and comedy. Um yeah. it's not like I guess it's best compared to like Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Um, so like the scary parts are scary or like they work as, as a horror movie, um and the comedy works as comedy, and the parts where it kind of blends together, like the part where um uh, Dracula Gets Frankenstein out of the coffin, and um, I forget the character's name, but it was uh Costello, right? Lou Costello, um, is pretending to be enthralled by Dracula, Mm -hmm. and Frankenstein, enamored. What is it? The yeah, Frankenstein sees him and is like terrified, (laughs) (laughs) and Dracula has to pull him along. Uh, that's so funny and timeless. And just like a, a two-second joke, that works perfectly. Um, and it is it is one of those things that, like, if you could do that today, that joke would kill. I think. Just have like Seth like Seth Rogen as the as the bumbling <laughs> security guard. <laughs> right. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, that, tracks.
1: that That just ends up being observant report again. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they, Never mind. Yeah,
5: that's, that's no, because
0: I, I I was just putting it together and I was like, oh shit, that would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> you dropped that character in there. That's
1: what it'd be. It'd have to be him. It'd have to be the character from *Observer a Report*. It would work perfectly
3: with like a, a 2020 makeup and special effects kind of Frankenstein, like truly horrifying, and then seeing Seth Rogen and being <laughs> and being terrified. Like that joke terrifying. would that joke would kill, right? The whole oh. part like Dracula, like Dracula's trying to come out of the coffin. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he keeps going back to get Abbott. <laughs> and, like they really drag it out. Yeah, it worked, it worked so good, and like all the stuff with the moving walls or like the the hidden doors or whatever the doors walls uh-huh. that rotate. <laughs> it works. It works so good. It's like every Scooby Doo episode ever. <laughs> like you can see where they got that inspiration, um, but it. I, I don't know. I, I just I love everything about it. Lon Chaney is great. Um Frankenstein is is great in this. Uh the the Abbott and Costello were trying to escape from Frankenstein. <laughs> the the big chase at the end. Uh the subplot where uh I with the with the women and uh Costello really wants a date. But all the all the ladies love Abbott <laughs> for, <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just so good. It it works so so brilliantly on so many levels. Um have you seen have you guys watched any of the other Abbott and Costello meet movies? Not not yet. Not yet. Honest, okay. not yet. So I I watched uh Abbott and Costello meet the invisible man um and it's not it's not the same invisible man um and so like the the long time star wars dork in me that thinks like everything should be tied together with like an encyclopedia <laughs> of continuity um i wait, i went into wait, Evan that's, Paso, wait
1: not to cut you off but that's not the way things work
3: yeah it's not <laughs> i've had to have that uh kind of beaten out of me um as i learned about screenwriting but yeah uh so at the end of Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, there is uh, a Vincent Price as the Invisible Man <laughs> yep. cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that movie ends like so many Friday the 13th movies too. <laughs> 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 Frankenstein on the dock, uh, set on fire, um Ab and Costello getting away in a rowboat, and um, then the <laughs> Invisible Man is in the in the rowboat, and that's like the big sting at the end. Um, and, and the other, uh, the one where they meet the Invisible Man they are they get mixed up in a um, like a fixed fight. <laughs> so they get they get like hooked up with mobsters who are trying to to fix fights, and Abbott has to like step in, um, and and be a boxer. But then the the real boxer has been turned invisible because he's on the run because he was wanted for murder, I think. Um, and so there's like a big fight scene at the end, <laughs> which is again pretty like works pretty well as slapstick, but um avon costello meet frankenstein is uh an incredible comedy um my kids loved it and they hated pawn and mansion today uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh i may i may need that i mean i might have to go back to that as a palate cleanser uh after after i finished all the slasher stuff i've been working
2: on oh yeah definitely
1: You guys are wondering what um he's talking about with this slasher run and has been watching uh quite a bit quite a bit of uh in this October month a lot of movies that he has not seen
3: yeah, so it's uh we don't need to get into the backstory by about why I haven't watched a lot of movies um but I haven't <laughs> and so um for the past like ten years or so, every Halloween I've been like, I'm gonna watch horror movies this year. Um, and then I don't for, for a variety of reasons. Um, and so this year, uh, in part because, like, of the pandemic. Um, but also, like, wanting to try to eliminate lot, as many blind spots as I can. Um, I watched uh, the whole Friday the 13th run. Um, several of which I hadn't seen before. All of Nightmare on Elm Street, which I'd only ever seen the first one. Um, and then uh rewatching Scream. I just, I watched Scream 2 again last night uh and um after a lot of um like pleading i guess from carlos (laughs) i i rented (laughs) halloween two and three um reluctantly was it pleading or was it more me nagging just be honest it's fine Uh, uh, i mean a little of this a little of that
1: i mean like basically how i mean for me i felt insulted (laughs) <laughs> um, on the mere fact that you were going to watch these great, you know, you're watching these 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 franchises, and you weren't going to watch the best the the best horror franchise.
3: So all. I I I watched oh, Halloween. Man. I went uh, before this <laughs> the first the first big movie binge. Um, Rob, so let me a, mute you, Mike. All right, I a lot it. of John Carpenter stuff, not everything. Um, that got sidetracked, but I watched that when I was doing my John Carpenter sort of mini marathon. Uh, it's it's really good um i I think that in terms of like if I was gonna teach a class on like horror horror films uh the setting haddonfield works better than, than anything else like carpenter's a genius for how he uses the dead space and like makes suburbia seem so creepy and the whole stuff with like i was reading about it uh yesterday or today. Like calling Michael Myers the shape, and like all the times that he's like in the background, but you really have to know, like you have to be looking to see him there, mm-hmm. is so like that's really brilliant. Um, I'm really worried about the drop off from Halloween one to the sequels it has been part of why I'm I haven't, I haven't want to go on. I want Halloween to exist. As it is now, in my okay. mind. I, without I, knowing I understand
1: that. I mean, what's I, come. I totally get it. I understand. Right. However. Right? <laughs> and I have been adamant it about this. Rob, I'm not sure if you've heard this, this argument. Um, rob,
3: Rob's rob got gri- some kind of argument chambered. I know that. No, one.
1: no, no, no. I Griffith. actually don't. has heard was... this many times over. About how, you know, Michael is the greatest. Uh, horror icon of all time. However, I can understand. I can understand your reluctance to go past three. I need you to watch at least up to part three, <laughs> right? I'm okay with you not watching four going on, and then yep. but watching Halloween 2018.
3: Okay. Yeah, t- 2018 is a definite must-watch. Yeah. Well, I rented two and three. Uh, I know four and five are on Shutter. Uh, I'm i'm probably not going to watch four uh i i deeply like I, yeah. I, I i saw it at pax probably and i, yeah, I you saw was five. comfortable yeah you saw five with us yeah <laughs> i i don't like horror movies that use kids uh as like mm-hmm. potential victims that's my thing <laughs> as uh i mean that seems legit of, of two small two small children uh so knowing like the plot of four um i and i tried to start it the other night and then hearing joe bob say like this was this was like different because you know the gloves are off that that he might start murdering kids i was like no nah, nope um, <laughs> i i don't I'm good. need I'm good. this i i study enough violence in my real job <laughs> that i don't need to go to this oh, for stupid yes. um murdering camp counselors uh Fantastic. That's, I mean, that's, that, that's that's fine. fine. That's,
1: <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> like, when they sign that application street. to like be a camp counselor, that's like what like you
2: have to sign a waiver. <laughs> like you, you may be killed by a serial killer. Like yeah, it's understood.
3: Um, yeah, that's but fine. yeah, like the the, the kids stuff and even like
2: uh, with, less so with uh,
3: Dream Child, because that was like goofy goofy, but <laughs> some of the some of the stuff in New Nightmare. Was was pretty intense. Um, I thought that was pretty much by far the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies in, until the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the end is just, just I I'm not, I don't I don't get it. Um, but I mean like I I thought Scream One was by far Wes Craven's best. Yeah. Like like far and
2: away, um his his best work. So.
3: Scream three and four on deck, Halloween two and three. Uh, I want to try to get a, a crow rewatch in at Ooh. some point if I've got the time. Uh this is this is gonna go into November, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, but I I need to get a lot of the horror stuff out because then the next the next project is is back into uh my bread and butter of comedy stuff. So before this I I watched like a ton of coming of age movies and so Going from, like, teen dramas, or dramedies, I guess, into <laughs> the same age group getting butchered. <laughs> it's been a real uh, interesting interesting few months.
4: Anyway, my uh, my earlier oh no was not, oh no, I'm disagreeing, was, oh fuck, Carlos just started some shit. <laughs> By saying, it's like, oh man, we're about to get into it. Oh. A- which Final Fantasy is the best one esque argument. I can't handle it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This nah. is not that kind of show. No. Nah. So I'm curious though, because you you said several times there and in the past that you think Michael Myers is the like the greatest horror icon uh in existence. So and so I'm I'm curious as to why. Like like what's your what's your argument for it for him? <sighs>
1: Well, doctor, um, <laughs> f- professional or professional? Uh, as, you know. <laughs> what, what's That's that
5: face, Chris?
0: Really? I'm <laughs> very curious to, to what you're going to say with that opening.
2: Um.
1: So you have Halloween, which arguably. Is the father of all slasher films? Arguably, we can we can we can debate that because there were, we've had older movies that people will say you know we had Black Christmas, you know whatever. You put your phone away, Adam, when I'm talking. All right.
0: <laughs> hey, if you get to play video games. I can have my phone out.
1: <laughs>
2: Fair enough. So, Michael Myers did everything by himself. Michael Myers. Was an unstoppable force of nature,
1: All right? So you have Jason, who had his mom doing his killing for him in part one.
2: <laughs> Roy Burns doing his killing in part five. Spoiler alert for haven't watched it yet. Oh, dear. Yeah. Jason goes to hell was that damn nonsense going from you know person to person. Um, Freddy, Freddy was scary. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. That was that was some scary ass shit. And Freddy turned into some comedic genius
3: after uh, Part Three. I think genius is a little bit generous. <laughs> just,
5: I, Depends I, I, on the writer.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. But Michael was just like the reason why, like you said, John Carpenter called you know he's named the shape. Mm-hmm. And it's always referred to as the shape in the in the screen when you look at the screenplays and all that. Never, he's never referred to as Michael. Only by the characters, uh, is. Mo- I think Loomis is the person who calls him Michael the most in the entire series,
5: because mm-hmm.
1: he's the only one that has that you know uh, that personal
2: connection with him. Um, but he's just a he's just a pure force of evil. Like he is evil incarnate on Earth,
1: and there's no rhyme or reason to why he's killing. Jason's killing because you know you know they drowned him. He's getting revenge. Uh, he's some supernatural thing that goes crazy. Freddy was burned, burned alive. You know, uh, the 2010 film. If you ever seen that one, goes really into his backstory.
5: Let's that's, that's not discuss that film.
1: Michael is just. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing up 2010 Never in random street. Sorry.
5: Uh,
1: it's just, I get very passionate with with Michael Myers. Uh, we'll, well, don't ever watch the Rob Zombie versions of his movies. Cause <laughs> don't, just don't, don't even bother, I'm just, I'm just telling you, don't, do not watch the Rob Zombie Halloween I, 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 well, I no.
3: a few minutes of it on like AMC a couple of weeks ago. Did you uh, hear the screaming? <laughs> no, I, I I was just I, I was just curious, right? Because like Rob Zombie has a has a uh, very unique aesthetic, and, I, and so I wanted to like the kids were out of the room, and like real quick, let's see what's what this looks like. And from even from that, I was like, this is this is not great. <laughs> it, it was just like it was one kill. If you uh... for TV, and it was like again, like it looked it looked polished uh i don't know i, I think the the girl was like asking him why why are you doing this and he's dragging her across the room or whatever it just didn't look it didn't look good he I
1: tried know. so rob Zombie really tried to explain why michael was the way he was yeah and that's why his two movies failed horribly in my eyes
2: that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it.
0: That? That's, that's it. <laughs> it. That's it. It's like what? Never mind. I'm not even <laughs> gonna say. It's just the expectation of a fight every time. It's like, dude, what's it? Yeah. It ain't that serious.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Halloween is even John Carpenter's scariest movie. Uh, I think the thing is is scarier. The thing is horrifying.
1: <laughs> but the, but the thing is also but, a remake. Well, yeah. You
3: know. I, I don't I don't know if people really care about that at this point. That's I that is, I, you
1: know, I, I care. You <laughs> brought this up. No, I'm just kidding, I, <laughs> Adam.
3: Um.
1: No, the thing is actually pretty scary.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think the best thing that that John Carpenter did, like I said, was just, like, like the parts where Jamie Lee Curtis turns around and you see him, like, standing behind, like, one of those manicured, like, suburban bushes, <laughs> right? And it, like, he makes suburbia scarier and, like, and succeeds, like, w- way beyond anything Wes Craven did in Nightmare on Elm Street, I thought, where, like, so much of the, the attention was paid towards the dream, the dream stuff that, uh, Elm Street doesn't, even though it's like it's in the title. <laughs> like, there's no, Not really, there's nothing special about about it's Elm just, Street.
4: It's just where some yeah. people happen to live.
3: Yeah, and even <laughs> just like, and the house kind of changes throughout the the series, and it's, it's just kind of, and they ne- they never <laughs> give Jesse any credit, but that's whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Part two is uh, a. <laughs>
0: Is a great detour that doesn't get its due. It's <laughs> a
3: weird you, movie. <laughs> so have you, have you seen the documentary? No, I haven't. It's, I, that's another thing on the list. Okay. I haven't um, either, but, but I, I, I'm dying to see that. I knew of it. So like when I, when I started part two, I knew like the actor, uh, got a lot of shit for it. Um, and it's kind of like defined his entire life. Uh, and I can see why, because like whenever that movie came out, that had to have been like, especially following up the first one, yeah. Uh, such a, a a strange decision <laughs> to make uh, in terms of the like the character and how Freddy comes back and like Freddy's getting revenge, but like there's no reason. Like it's just it's it's set up in such a weird way, but like the kills are weird and. The subtext is is pretty like right there, and I I don't know what they wanted to accomplish with it, yeah. and so I I don't know I'm really curious to see to see the documentary about it. Yeah, so okay. this,
1: if anyone's wondering, um, we're talking about Scream Queen, uh, My Nightmare on Elm Street, the documentary, which is his story, because it is, it it part two, it part two is I, it's it's weird. Uh, a lot of aspects of it but it's still a really good film. Yeah. yeah. Like, I really I I enjoyed that Freddy. It's just the the his motivation in the movie. And then yeah, the, the and then the, then how it plays out with it with the character.
0: Yeah, cuz I yeah. they didn't they didn't they ever the one of the big failings of the Elm Street series is that uh after the first movie there's really nowhere for Freddy to go. Yeah. As a character. Um, you can make him as evil as you want, but unless you define his purpose, there's really nothing to do. That's why, like the opening to Freddy's is Dead, is so great, is because he's wiped out the whole fucking town. Yep. Um, of course they don't go anywhere because they still they never really got a handle on exactly how to present that stuff. Yeah, you know, which is another failing of the remake. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's a it's an interesting series, as far as yeah. They they keep him around. He is like the the only. I'm, I'm getting on my Freddie rant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like <laughs> you, you deserve it. He's like the only. He's the horror villain with the most potential imagination wise, but the filmmakers constantly limit themselves with what they have him do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, prob- the problem
2: the problem is, not we've discussed it is that part three. Part
1: three is where they. Yeah, you got so the premise, so, yeah. You got the premise. You know the Dream Warriors.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Fantastic idea, but then you started making Freddy a little funny, and yeah. the film did so well that you thought this is how Freddie needs to
3: continue. Yeah, and he's not funny. Right. <laughs> like, he's not supposed but, to be funny. Right. But no. but the, the jokes like the jokes that they give him aren't funny. Like right. I think they're not funny on purpose. Or, like maybe one or two that are. Like they got. Actually, they... And I, I don't even remember what they are. Um, like
1: the Nintendo, but... Freddy. <laughs> yeah,
3: that was so bad. It was so, and it it just comes. Yeah, it comes across like that in the comic book part. <laughs> across <laughs> is like the the writer like has it's like a kids these days thing with their video games and their comic books. So Freddy's going to kill him that way. And it's like a commentary on, on like
4: goddamn youths.
3: Yeah. <laughs> on that. It just is dumb. And by the end, he's like Beetlejuice, like him and Beetlejuice are almost <laughs> characters. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Really? They are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Beetlejuice get, is funnier.
0: They're
3: Sorry. playing the music from, uh, wizard of oz right the flying monkeys music when he's he's riding the broomstick when the plane is blowing up uh like that's such (laughs) it's so it's so dumb but i mean that that one was one of my favorite nightmare in elm street movies because i didn't find any of it scary honestly i i don't think i understand what griff is saying about like the premise is there that it could be really cool but for me Having had 25 years of really intense anxiety dreams, Freddie being like, "We're <laughs> in a warehouse! Oh no! <laughs> like, yeah. This is this is weak."
2: Have
1: you have you seen <laughs> Freddie's nightmares?
0: <Mm-mm. laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> I like. I, this. Uh, I I uh I unabashedly love that series. It's not available, um, but there are places to watch it. But um, it was his TV series. <laughs> So, yeah. and, and it was aired in syndication on uh, afternoons, and it was so like not suited for afternoon TV that they moved it to, uh, you know, airing at night. But it was pretty much, you know, uh, an anthology series that Freddie hosted <laughs> uh, in between um, parts four and
2: five. The show was airing. Okay, and, yeah. uh,
0: There was some, like, they did the first episode, the pilot did the actual origin. So you see him on trial, and it's actually really cool. He's, like, shot uh, all dark and everything, and Robert Engle is still playing him. So it's all in continuity at the time. And they show, you know, the the parents botching the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's pretty much Freddy at full jokester Mm-hmm. like during interstitials and, and segments, and sometimes he has like his own episodes where he's stalking people
3: at the dentist, or it's just <laughs> the
0: dentist. at the yeah. dentist, yeah,
3: uh, not what I was expecting to hear. I don't know uh, what I expected, but at the dentist was not
0: yeah, he shows up at the dentist for some guy, and uh uh he goes back to his high school um anniversary. Like he he like invades there to get revenge on people. It's weird in an eighties way.
2: Okay. But yeah, I, I I like it. I hope it comes out on DVD. <laughs> so for like, <laughs> I'm sure eventually <laughs> there's a
1: so that sh- that, that series is gr- great premise. Um, and I know. It's it's funny me and me and Griff have actually like gone back and forth of actual ideas that we've had and mm-hmm. they're telling like for we've actually I think we've we've written basic outlines for a a Freddy movie and for a uh, a Halloween movie and our thoughts on the Freddy stuff always ends up being something that would be more of a Freddy's adventures kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And the Halloween stuff would actually be like a movie. Um, but <laughs> I, Freddie's
2: Nightmare, if you saw this, it you were like, oh, it's
0: amazing. It, it is the height of because like Robert Ingham is always going to give that role, you know, 110%, whatever. Yeah. But it is Freddy Krueger at the height of uh, everything they got wrong with him in the movies. Like mass market Freddy Krueger yeah. you know, is, is the best way to put it. Sunglasses ready. Yep. Like it's weird <laughs> stuff. Like there's like there's like an episode with a kid um who keeps dreaming of uh he's like working overnight at a uh, at a fast food joint mm-hmm. and he keeps dreaming of the place getting robbed and he gets killed during the robbery and like in between the segments like Freddie will appear like coming out of like a food fryer or something and like cut to a commercial and then he's explaining stuff and they'll cut back. He's just like it's just he just invades at the most random times.
3: Yeah. I, I don't know. I had a hard time taking it seriously. And, and that was weird too, because again, like I remember the commercials, maybe for part four, whichever one where he says, how sweet fresh meat. Like, I remember that. And I remember being on like the bus, uh, on, like a field trip or something. And like talking about that with other kids in school and like, like that was when Freddie and, and Jason both had this like dangerous aura. Like when we yeah. were in elementary school, like this is stuff that uh, older kids watch. Uh, I don't know about this, but I kind of want to know, but the commercial, like the trailers look terrifying. Yeah. And once I got to the point in the, when the watch through where he delivers that line, it's so dumb <laughs> and corny. Yeah. And like he does not, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, it's like we're, we're
0: so far removed. From the time period that that
3: stuff might have landed differently, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, both that and that and and Friday the Thirteenth. There's there's so many cool ideas there that just kind of got wasted by the filmmakers trying to do too much or not really realizing that they had a good idea that they should capitalize on. Um, you know, the Dream Warrior stuff. Uh, my guy Kincaid did not get justice. I think Kincaid is everyone's guy. <laughs>
5: Yeah. is our
2: fucking dude. He <laughs> is the best. He is the best part. Uh, uh, Alice totally
3: gets a raw deal. Yeah. Um, and then like some of the stuff with Jason, like I think the idea of a whole like a movie where what like the first two thirds are Jason hiding out because he's injured and uh trying to recover is pretty interesting the fact that he recovers basically like a video game character and is getting you know health from people he kills uh, <laughs> to power up um is pretty dumb but like an interesting interesting premise right yeah or jason on a boat <laughs> could have been should have been better <laughs> right yeah. An actual oh uh, boy
5: yeah <laughs> and, and, and I, will, I will say
3: this I, now, now i'm trying to like cause trouble so but, like <laughs> okay oh
0: really uh, uh uh jason takes manhattan kane hotter is fucking fantastic in that movie ask jason from this yeah. because because it feels like he's the only one in on the joke which makes <laughs> that movie so much better than oh. it has any right to be just from like the stuff he, like it's just like, the teleporting stuff is just phenomenal, the way he sells it. It's so like when people bad. try to run past him by the boat, and he, like, head fakes, and <laughs> they freak out and start running. His body language is phenomenal
3: in that movie. Yeah. It's the worst one, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Far, <laughs> worst one.
1: How, how? 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 A, a cruise, well, not a cruise ship, but a part, I guess it's like a mid-sized, like, Schooner,
3: no <laughs> it's not a schooner. it's that's just a, ha- I, I i know i just felt like right. saying a boat word that, it's not that, a schooner it's a sailboat
1: <laughs> it just happens right to uh, go through camp crystal lake right up up the river up the river and just mm-hmm. oh let's 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 drop anchor here no that's not, yeah. that's, that's
0: not I, as, I, I, as i said when this was brought up earlier uh, this year. <laughs> the answer is 80s cocaine.
3: But they have... Their, I mean, the girls are on the boat, and they don't behave any differently. I, I meant for the and, writers. Oh.
0: <laughs> so they do, say oh, there, they,
3: oh. they do say there is one line about the boat going up, like, taking the river from Crystal Lake to New York City. Uh, there's one one line that they put in about the river. But yeah, right. like, there's all kind of... like the weird plot of the girl trying to blackmail the principal uh by trying to hook up with him and then yeah, yeah. the other guy videotaping it like that's weird and then like, it just comes out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> and then just kind of disappears into the ether uh like there's all kinds of stuff like that in these in these movies that I think if somebody sat down and was like I'm going to take every good idea from from the Freddy and Jason movies that was not uh, explored every interesting character that was not done more with all the Kincaids and Reggie the Recklesses and Alice's and whomever else I'm forgetting. Tommy Jarvis's. Uh, Carlos Roy is waiting for me Burns. to say Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Perns. Gosh. Come on. Get with uh me. to do something more with um you would have like a license to print money. Yeah. Okay, I've got man, this where uh, somebody does this.
0: Well, I got a, uh, I got a supercut of all oh, I'm sorry, uh, I thought you said you go to supercuts for a second. No, I don't I don't go to supercuts especially like, this year. I'm like, um why? <laughs> I have a supercut of all 10 Friday the 13th movies and uh Freddy vs. Jason with all the uh, all the Jason kills and Jeez. family kills in chronological order and there's kind of a story so yeah, so I have to I have to spam that like when I get a computer again. Oh.
1: <laughs> I didn't say anything.
3: Yeah, no, that
0: was me. That was that was my reference. Yeah. you're you're you're
3: not on the hook. It's weird too, like in both of those franchises, where like some people get really long death scenes for no explicable reason, and then other characters where it seems like logical that Jason might like they might try to run away or something like that. It's just like over like that. So again, like Jason rides a boat, uh, the evil principle, um, you like, this guy is such an asshole. Very clearly. This is going to be like a 15 minute. <laughs> thing, <laughs> And, uh, it's like, bam, bam. Yeah. I mean, but the setup is, is pretty funny.
2: Cause, um, Jason freaks him out on the street.
0: He goes, whoop. I'm not staying here. And he runs into the building, runs all the way up through the building. Jason teleports into the building, throws him out a yeah. window, then teleports back down onto the street. After,
3: this is this is after his surrogate daughter was kidnapped by <laughs> uh, a two man gang um, that that say they're going to take her off into an alley and, and rape her. And he's like, "Well, she <laughs> has gone. <laughs> I'm just gonna. What are we going to do here. now? This is what
1: I like to call Short. the." Uh, I like to call this the Fulci effect, where the the kills take longer, or the kills take like a quarter of the movie, and that that happens where these kills are just like why why is this why is this ten minutes long? Like, there's no yeah. reason for this person to be getting killed for ten minutes.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I forget which one of the the Friday movies it is, but it's it's a a girl who is like comic relief, kinda. But, like, not that great. And she has this whole sequence where she's, like, hiding in this, in this barn or something from Jason. And it's, like... That's uh, part seven. Very Scooby-Doo-ish. <laughs> right? And it's, like, why is this happening? Like, this is going on for so long. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that is seven. Because yeah, earlier they are making jokes about how she's, like, she's ugly or whatever. So she, like, teases her hair up. Yeah, it's weird. It's so strange. But yeah. So again, just like with our Halloween Havoc discussion, we got way off. (laughs) This this, this is what we do. And we We, end up on fucking Jason Takes Manhattan. Well, it it works.
0: We went from one set of icons to (laughs) our set. So everything's fine.
3: It's all good. Remember Um, Remember when Rowdy Rowdy Piper... Uh, had a had an icon shirt to, to come at the NWO. Uh, I, bring I, just a I, second. I do remember I, that. I cower over nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, what the now I'm remembering. Who two hours and twenty minutes into this podcast, can say now too. Now I'm
4: remembering that match That's that Hogan so and Piper had. <laughs>
3: WCW Piper is atrocious. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow! He is as much a reason why that company failed than uh, Hogan and Kevin Nash and Vince Russo. Very much Roddy Piper. Yeah.
4: Kevin Nash is simultaneously the smartest man who ever lived and the dumbest man who ever worked in Yep. Because. Wow. He got, he got them to sign a contract that said that no matter how much anyone else was getting paid when they came in, uh, his salary would match it. Yep. And then and then after that, you know, he said, yeah, I'd bring this guy in, pay him this much money, who yep. fucking cares? And yep. So he got, I hope he got rich as hell.
3: I'm sure he did. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he did.
4: Because <laughs> he, he buried several knives right into that company's back.
3: Just well, yeah, that plus, you know, his best friend uh, now basically running the Empire. Uh, I doubt that yeah. Kevin yeah. Nash is, is wanting for money. Listen, for the man that was Oz... Uh,
5: yeah, pretty he good. Up, pretty good he, deal.
3: He ended up
1: okay. I
4: was going to yeah. say, maybe maybe that gimmick is why he was able to negotiate that. Like, <laughs> you know, That's what I'm saying. I don't like, saw what you assholes did with me before. Now I'm a hot, kind of a, you know, hot property. So... Why don't you just pay me whenever you pay the next guy that comes in and makes more? Yep. Oh, and also give me creative control over whatever I do.
1: And that's what? when I started realizing that wrestling was fake. <laughs> 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 when people would show up with a different gimmick, like, wait a minute.
3: <laughs> isn't that,
2: isn't that Isaac Yankum? <laughs> God damn it.
3: Fuck. Oh, yep. uh, you guys, I mean, Again, to go back to where we were two hours ago. <laughs> oh, we that rewatch some of that early NWO stuff. It's so like today, twenty-five years later, it's it stands out as like revolutionary. And if WWE had any, you know sense. Brains? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like the uh the progression from from the NWO to the Nexus to, <laughs> retrib- to retribution is what the- depressing. Or even yeah. from the NWO to uh to the Wolfpack to the silver NWO. Yep, NWO <laughs> two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. W-C- WCW ECW invasion to the Nexus. To- oh, I
4: don't know. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: the invasion is perhaps like is it the biggest botched chance for them to make money ever? Yes. It's gotta be up there if it's not the biggest. It has to be in the top three.
1: That engagement <sighs> <major> angle was
4: God damn it. So so,
1: so fucking poorly bad. done. <laughs> it was, just bad. It was just bad. That's another whole
4: episode. Yeah. How oh, many yeah. how many ways has WWE fucked up? <laughs> that's that fucking an episode. That's probably no, like that's, that's a whole that's podcast. Many,
0: that's a whole season.
3: Yeah, yeah
4: that that's yes. just a, that's just a podcast. You guys are right. Ugh. Oh.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, on Miss Potential, um, yeah. Oh no, I mean, there's a reason why Ric Flair, Rey Mysterio, DDP, and Scott Steiner did not come in as part of the invasion angle, because very clearly... The writing uh, was on the wall. Yeah. It was going to be bad, right?
2: Just remembering the...
3: uh, Mike Mike Awesome never had a chance. Oh, Oh, man. Mike Awesome. No, nope. once he once he left ECW his career was over.
2: Oh, the
4: way he left it, he yep. kind of uh, I don't like i going to say he deserved everything that happened afterwards cuz that no, that's fucked up. But he definitely deserved <laughs> to be mocked on television yep. for the foreseeable future.
3: Oh yeah, for sure. He did not have much like very good business sense. No. Oh, no. Um and was and was probably looking for a payday. Oh. He'd been doing hardcore matches for his entire career, and WCW was never going to make him do. And hardcore,
4: hardcore matches. Stuff. No, the thing is, he could have he could have gotten the payday, and not you know, pissed on and burned every bridge that he had ever built before. Then yep. afterwards, he could have just gone to Heyman and said, "Hey, uh, I want out." Yeah. And it's not like Heyman was paying people so much that he'd be like, Why you're you're getting paid a fuckload here?
3: It's just like yeah, okay, let me get the belt off of you and then you can it's, go. You could you could have stopped it. It's not like Heyman was paying people.
4: You know, I wasn't gonna <laughs> go
3: there. Wasn't. Because they weren't they weren't getting paid. Yeah. On one hand they, they you've were, got were, one of they're floated by by Titan Sports.
4: Yeah. You've got one of the greatest minds in on the wrestling side of the business. And probably the worst businessman in the history of of that industry. That's fair. And it, it, I'm not gonna say depresses me because that seems kind of weird, but it makes me sad to think that if Heyman had had a business manager, <laughs> I think we'd very possibly still be talking about watching an episode of ECW today. Maybe. It at least would have taken a lot longer for it to eat shit.
1: As long well, as long as they let him do what
0: he did. Or yeah, does. Because the, like, it's
1: just some if you're gonna if you're gonna you know, pulling the reins on him.
0: Yeah. B- well, that there you get half and half with that.
1: No, I understand
0: his last stint. Um Well, the
1: well the I would not know because I haven't watched
3: goes it so well. <laughs> was, was heavily was heavily Edited, but I think he's a guy who needs an editor. He just doesn't have a good one. Yeah.
4: If his editor is Eric Bischoff, shit's gone south. So what if we put him with Jim Cornette?
3: No. Fuck that. Because one of them
0: shouldn't (laughs) be in. Never mind. I'm not even going to start. I'm
4: sorry, but I would watch the shit out of that for at least a couple of months, and then I'd probably be like, this is not going to work for for very long. (laughs) Also, they hate each other, so that wouldn't work anyway. This is why.
1: These are scenarios that I pop up into all
0: right yeah so i think we covered all the bases for episode 50 uh i'd like to thank all of you here and rob carlos mark and all of you listening for joining us for these past 50 episodes uh, we'll be back to close out uh season four of its stem damage lot as a podcast uh, but for now that's it um if you like the show leave us a voicemail Non-track from, of course, at four four three nine zero six zero zero four zero. If we like it, we will probably read it on the air, or let it play, or do something. Anyway, uh, big old thanks for fifty of these to podcast producers from the stars, Mark Warren, for making this sound oh so spectacular. So thank you, Mark. Until next time, have fun, be safe, wearing damn mask. Vote, please.
4: Please vote.
0: Please vote. Do your civic duty. Join us. Try and build a better world. And uh we will see you next time. Carlos, you go fight anybody?
1: I think I just fought like half this podcast for the last two and a <laughs> half hours.
0: Sounds about right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.